Howdy do who fans and welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And welcome to episode 213. Ah, brilliant. Have you ever thought what it's like to be wanderers in the fourth dimension? Nobody in the universe can do what we're doing. I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. There's no point in being grown up if you can't be childish sometimes. The trouble with time travel is one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear. And it seems on a moment too soon. Unlimited rice pudding, etc., etc. I am the doctor. Great men are forged in fire. It is the privilege of lesser men to light the flame. I'm the doctor. This is Rose Tyler. She's my plus one. Is that all right? That would be me. Hello. Surprise. Boom. Etc. I'm the doctor. Do everything I tell you. Don't ask stupid questions. And don't wander off. How can you kid this? I don't like the colour. Howdy, howdy, do who fans? Hope you've all had a cracking week, and that you've all managed to do something, something Doctor, Doctor Who related. related. Yeah, coming at you with a very croaky voice this morning. I do apologise. It's all self-inflicted, listeners. Don't feel sorry for him. <laughs> <laughs> So I had my company I work for had a, a Christmas party last night. And um, yeah, so I'd like to ignore Adam's comment. <laughs> I was not drunk in any way, shape or form. I just had to shout all night because the place we were at was very noisy. Mm. And that always gives, gives me a, a croaky voice the next day. So I, I sound like I've been out on an absolute bender. You do. Yeah, but I, I haven't. It's just, um, yeah. You you believe which version of that story you want to? <laughs> no, actually, I know I know it's true because you don't really drink, do you? You you're quite reserved when it comes to drinking. Yes, I, yeah, yeah. You'll have a couple of pints and that, yeah. you're happy with that. A couple of pints and then yeah, I'm I'm happy after that and then yeah yeah. I think every now and then we just have a bit of a just let's go crazy for a night, but it's few mm. and far between these days. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Normally sit down and have a little post-Christmas dinner drinky with Doctor Who, but alas. Not this year, you don't? Not this year. No. 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 Do you, have, you do drink on New Year's Eve, I assume? Uh, sometimes. Oh, just just st- stood there with a little sherry. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Take a little sip and then just go and get a bottle of water. Like oh. I, I'm imagining I will be, my head will be falling off. New Year's Day watching Doctor Who I just imagine I'll be feeling quite rough I normally like to have a few drinks yeah uh, so yeah. I'm thinking because normally on Christmas Day I'm watching Doctor Who plaster through goggle eyes um, <laughs> but this year I've got a feeling it'll be the aftermath I'll be watching it sort of through half open eyes <laughs> just yeah. trying to stay awake oh yeah thank God for what Sky Plus eh oh yeah 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 New Year's Day resolution resolution yeah hmm Good trailer, not not the one we got, not the not the ten second clip we got at the end of this week's episode, but the one, the proper trailer, the whole proper one, yeah. That they're that they're throwing out across the BBC One. Uh, looks pretty epic. Mm. Yeah, there's lots of um, sort of uh, what would you call it? Mind you, sort of gladiator style swords and yeah, yeah, swords cutting through the blazing sunshine shots and looks quite epic, but. Mm. Uh, yeah, have to see who's who's wrote the New Year's Day special. Is it Chibbers? It's it's somebody called Chris Chibnall. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he's written a couple this series. Yeah, um, the odd one. Yeah, he's got the writing pen back. 
the quill. He's, he's actually he's actually now got it on a little rope around his neck, so no one can take it away from him. <laughs> um, yeah, yes, he's written it. <laughs> I can just imagine. Yeah, the moth's gone through like six televisions with bottles of wine being hoid at the TV, and yeah. he's just like, "Chris, come on, I, I warned you. I, <laughs> I warned you, you before you took the job. Yeah, let everyone else have a turn." And it's got um, a mysterious, deadly creature in it. And it says, but does it have a name? And we were just on the edge of our seats waiting for her to say it, but she yeah. doesn't say it. Could it be? Could it be, eh? The Drashigs. Well, I was thinking <laughs> I was thinking more the Bating. <laughs> the Bating. That's the deadliest creature in the universe, isn't it? The well, it depends on what episode you watch. That's true. Yeah. Depends on what day of the week the Chibbers was feeling what alien was the most threatening in the universe that day. Yeah. Cornflakes already, love. Hmm. <laughs> bubble, deadly bubble wrap is back. Yeah, the bubble wrap, that's pretty deadly. Killing warriors across the universe, yeah. yeah. But no, no, the trailer looks pretty epic, doesn't it? There's, yeah, I must admit, hmm. I do like the look of it. Um, it does, yes. Yeah. Yes. You've not anything much, anything Doctor Who happening in the Geek's Handbag's life? Um, yeah, yeah, quite a bit actually. So my season 19 box set arrived. Um, it's gorgeous, isn't it? It really is. I love those. It, I take to gush over it, but they are gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. I mean, like, yeah, I spent about half an hour just looking through the packaging. It's beautiful. Um, it's funny cause there's a couple of people that say, no, but I've already got one DVD. Is it worth buying again? And I'm like, have you seen it? It's not only, you know, because I know some people say, yeah, but it's the picture quality that much better, blah, blah, blah. Uh, for me, that's just, that's only a small part of it. And for me, it's the whole thick package is just yeah. so yeah. nice. Um, and uh, yeah, it's great. And I've been, I've been watching quite a lot of the extras because I have seen the episodes plenty of times and I will watch the whole season from the start. But um, I don't know about you because you got yours as well, did you? Yeah, I did. Same day as yours. Yeah. 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 How much have you watched? I'm, I'm, I'm put a disc in yet. Oh right, okay. No. Well, I've I've watched quite a bit. I've been going through and watching all the behind the sofas, which oh, are nice. really good. Yeah, yeah really good. And uh, I watched the whole interview with Peter Davison and Matthew Sweet. Uh, it's good. It's not as good as the Tom one because Tom seemed Tom's got more, Tom's got thousands of stories, so he's a bit yeah. more interesting. Peter's uh, it's still interesting, but a lot of the stuff Peter says I've kind of heard him say a lot before. Uh, if you know what I mean, like not being able to hear what Tom say, Baker said to him in the BBC bar when they were filming oh, yeah. you know, yeah. and stuff like that. So it's, it is still a very good, interesting interview, but, um, but yeah, I prefer the Tom one, but yeah, it's been brilliant. I mean, I've just loved these new extras on this set. It's, it's, it's cool. a great set. Um, I, I just can't believe how much the Tom Baker one is going for on eBay. Cause I don't think, I don't think we realized how limited that limited edition was going to be. I mean, there is a clue in the title, but we assumed that it would be quite easy right. to get. Have you, yes. have you got it? I can't remember the series 18 one. Uh, series 12. Series 12, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you got it? Yeah. Have you seen how much it is on it? If you ever sort of, you know, if you ever fall out of love with Doctor Who <laughs> and you think, right, I need to, I'm going to get rid of all this stuff, you could you could probably buy a house by the time you sell that one because it's about 350 quid on <laughs> no eBay way. at the minute. And, and that's not just silly prices, that's bid prices. Right. Like that's somebody's right. actually paid that. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I'm just surprised they haven't reissued it, to be honest, but... Uh, so yeah, so watched a lot of the season 19 stuff and my partner come back from, he's been visiting his family in Shanghai and um, he come back and he wanted to catch up with 
the sort of two episodes that he's missed while he's been away. Oh, okay. So we, yeah. we, I said, okay. So I think, I think you're going to like one of them. So we put on It Takes You Away, and I watched that again. And um, he did really like it, actually. He said he thought it was the best episode of the series. He really liked it. And I watching it again, that's the third time I've watched it. I really love that episode, mate. Yeah, cool. I'll yeah. tell you what, I really do like that one. Mm. Uh, and then we watched the final. <laughs> so obviously I can't say too much because we'll be reviewing it. Uh, at the end of this podcast, so I'll I'll sort of stop there. But I will say this: I've now seen that episode for the final three times because right, right. I watched it when it went out, and then I thought, right, I'll watch it again to make some notes before we record the podcast. So I watched it again, and then I didn't think my partner would because he enjoyed it takes you away so much. He wanted to watch the next one straight after, and I didn't think he would. I thought normally one's enough, and then he'll watch another one. Mm-hmm you know, t- tomorrow. So he's like, oh, should we watch the final one then? And I was like, oh, can do. I've already, I only watched it this morning, but yeah, yeah, go on then, but put it on. I said, I, you know, let's give it another watch. So I've, I've now watched it three times <laughs> that final. So, um, but I'll, I'll keep my thoughts on it, obviously secret, but so I've been watching plenty of Doctor Who these last few days, <laughs> just cool. had the, uh, what's it called? Battle of Cavos or whatever on repeat. <laughs> oh, it feels like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's good though. Yeah. I feel like it's been a sort of on loop, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So it's been a good, good couple, couple of days for who stuff. Yeah. Good what stuff. about you, mate? So you haven't watched any of your season 19. You've just been looking at the gorgeous packaging. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So I've got some time. Um, I've got a bit of a lazy weekend this weekend coming up. So um, I've got a couple of hours. I'm just going to stick, uh, like you, the special features disc on and watch through a bunch of that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, not much otherwise, mate. Um, the only other thing I've done is uh, after watching your unboxing video on your Geek's Handbag channel, uh, I really like that little Titan black and white sort of vintage TARDIS. Oh, it's, it's nice, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I went on uh, went on Fleabay. <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> or there was a Greed Bay, as I like Bay, to call it. Yeah. There, was a, there was a person selling it for, um, uh, I think it was £14 Ooh. they were selling it for. Um and I thought, you know on eBay where it says you can make an offer? So I yeah. thought, okay, I'll do that. So I put an offer in at £10, just see how it goes. And they rejected it. And I'm not, I'm not lying when I say this, but we went up five pence back and forth until I got it at £11.75. All right. <laughs> I thought, it got to the point where I thought, this is just isn't worth it. You know, no. I, I'd rather just go to Forbidden Planet and buy like 10 of them. Yeah, well, that's I... quite an easy one to find because it's <laughs> yeah. quite heavy. It's heavy, yeah. I remember yeah. you saying, yeah. Yeah. So um, that should be here any day. It was just a fun, I just thinking, what, what, what has my life come to where I've got stuff to do, but I'm sitting here with the eBay app going back and forth up five pence for Down what's five, really, five, yeah. you know, a 12 pound Titan TARDIS. Mm. <laughs> the freaking life of a, a Doctor Who fan. I'm just sitting there thinking, what what is this about? Well, if it makes you feel any better, <laughs> that when I was in FP the other week, they didn't have any. They had about four on the shelf from that set, and uh, I gave them a good old shake, and none of them were heavy enough <laughs> for a TARDIS. So they'll they'll probably get some more in, but um, yeah, it's you've probably paid about a couple of quid more than you would in the shop, and I think it's worth it. It's a really nice That's little TARDIS awesome. that one. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully that'll arrive soon then. Yeah, hopefully. Well, it should be only day now, so that'll go up on the shelf with the other TARDIS eye, with the other TARDISes. Yeah. TARDIS eye. Uh, the Delgado looks really good in that set, though. He's really good, actually. Mm. 
Yeah, I think Delgado and the TARDIS, they're the two you want, I think. Right. Out of that, out of that set. Yeah. 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 Nice. And I've got to try not to, I've got to try not to buy some next time we're in FP because <laughs> I, <laughs> I blimmin just love buying them Titans, but there's so, <laughs> there's only a couple I like in that set. And um, when I was in there the other day, I bought one and I was like, Oh, why am I doing this? Because like it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be one I've already got, and I got a Wilf, and I was like, okay, that's cool, but don't buy any more because, you know, there's yeah. so many in it I don't want, and you, you don't want dupes and stuff. So, get your hooks. Yeah. It gets your hook. They're hooked into no, it's, your. It is. It's like it's my addiction. Like I don't go. smoke or anything, but my addiction is those blooming Titans. I even sets that I've got whole sets of. I still sometimes go in FP <laughs> and think, oh, I might just buy one of. Oh, it's just that thing of what's inside there. Yeah. So be careful. It's a slippery slope. It is, definitely. Mm. Yes. <laughs> uh, before we get on to news and merch, uh, I need to go through a couple of updates about what's happening with the show. And then we've got a cool competition for you guys. So the first thing yeah. is, uh, Series 11 has run its course, obviously. And that's come at a convenient time as we approach Crimbo, a new year. So next week, uh, instead of diving back into our normal schedule, for new listeners, by the way, that are not sure what we normally do, when there isn't any new Doctor Who on the TV, we alternate it, our reviews between uh, classic Doctor Who, recent Doctor Who, as in from 2005, Sarah Jane Adventures and Torchwood. It's like a rotation that goes around each week. So instead of just diving back into that, what we're going to do next week is uh, like a year-end review. So we're going to talk about... Uh, Doctor, like cool stuff that's happened with Doctor Who over 2018, uh, the build up to Series 11, Series 11 as a whole, and we're going to open up some Q&A as well. So what I'll do is on Monday next week, I'll stick a post out on the socials just asking for if you guys want to ask us anything at all, anything Doctor Who related, and we'll um we'll go through some Q&A next week. So next week, not the normal review, news and merchy stuff, unless unless there's some really big big news that drops but yeah it will just be um we'll, we'll go through 2018 for who essentially mm. and that'll be our last show of the year we won't be back until uh, a couple of weeks we're going to take two weeks off basically over christmas and new year and so yeah so next week friday the 21st will be our last show of the year then we're off for two weeks and then the next show after that will be january the 11th mm. that's when we'll be back and for that show on the 11th we'll give you our review of the New Year's Day special resolution. Yeah. So that's what we're up to over Crimbo. So just to confirm, we're off for a couple of weeks. The last show is next Friday the 21st, and then we're back on the 11th. Should be good. It. And uh, competition-wise, so our, we've teamed up with our friends over at zoom.co.uk again, and they have mm. very, very kindly given us two of the brand new Season 19 Blu-ray limited edition box sets to give away. Mm. So all of those uh, really cool um, artwork posts that you've seen knocking around on Twitter and Facebook with people saying, I've got mine, I've got mine, and you wanted one, we've got a couple to give away. So competition, question. And what we'll do is we'll announce the winners on next week's show and, uh, and post them out to you. Uh, the question is... Why do the Daleks plan to send duplicates of the Doctor, Tegan, and Turlo to Gallifrey? Why do the Daleks plan to send duplicates of the Doctor, Tegan, and Turlo to Gallifrey? So you have mm. to get your classic Who hat on. There'll be some of you that know this straight away, but 
Otherwise, get your classic Who hat on. You're going to have to go and watch a certain episode of a certain Doctor with a certain monster. Send us the answer. Just um, tweet it to us, Facebook, email, whatever you like. Uh, there'll be a post that goes out on Monday too for that, if you want to reply to that. Uh, but otherwise, we'll announce them next week and hopefully get them posted out so you've got a nice little Crimbo Prezi. Mm, lovely they are. They are lovely. Yeah, yeah, so thank you very much to Zoom. Zoom.co.uk. Awesome guys there. Really, really cool. Uh, do you know what? I have, to, I have to say, and I swear on my life, I'm not just saying this because they gave us those for the comp. I used Zoom for the first time to get the season 19 box set for myself uh, it's the first time i've ordered from them because i hadn't really heard of them before and then you know a few people were sort of recommended them hmm. so i thought oh, let's give this zoom a go because i've really fell out of love with amazon lately really fell. so i gave zoom a go and a they were really easy to order from really quick i got mine i got mine on the friday yep before it came out so one two two nearly three days early uh nicely wrapped um got 10% off when you place your first order. So I got it for like 35 quid instead of 40. I was just really happy. So big thumbs up to zoom and thanks for giving us these to give away as well. Cause um, it's a really nice prize. Yeah, so good luck yeah. to anyone entering. Yeah. yeah. When Gary said the question to me earlier, it took me a minute to, I was like, Daleks making duplicates. It took me a minute to, to think. <laughs> so yeah, good luck with that one. Just think about, Yeah. <laughs> Just think about that scenario and the set and everything, and you should get it. You should, yes. Uh, so thanks again to Zoom. Very cool, guys. And if um, they're really sort of active on Twitter as well, so if you've got any questions about any uh, Blu-rays or DVDs, whatever, um, those guys are very, very cool, very active on Twitter. Um, they'll give you the lowdown on everything, and uh, their prices are normally on par, or if not cheaper than, than Amazon, and their delivery is really good. So, yes, good luck, everyone. We'll announce the winners next week, so... But now is the time. <laughs> news. Bit of news. Right, let's uh, carry on with our figures, viewing figures that we've spoken about each week. For series eleven, the first one is um, the, uh, the final official or consolidated figures, however you want to call it. For it takes you away, and that came in with six point four million. Six point four mil. I'm saying ah oh, because okay. I, having just rewatched that again, I really like the episode. I, I was hoping that'd be over the seven because is that the first one to drop under seven? I've got a feeling it is. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah I've got just got this feeling that's the first one to drop under seven million. That's a shame because I, I think it's a really good episode. That one. No, uh, I agree, mate. Yeah, it's um. Mm. Yeah, I think it's just. Yeah, I think we'll talk about this next week, but um, yeah, there's just been an overall uh, sort of downtrend, doesn't there, as the series has gone on. Yeah, with ratings, yeah, I guess. which uh, yeah. there's, there's lots of ups and downs and the reasons for that, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's still not terrible. Um, how's no, it no, it's still a good figure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how did it do? Well, I'm a celebrity get me out of here, obviously. Mm. And, and always will sort of crush the... They got over 12 million, so... Oh, wow. You know, they'll yeah. always take the share and crush the, um, the figures and stuff. But, yeah, still not a bad score. And then the um, overnight figures for uh, the most recent one, um, uh, Rand's Core Avcolos, uh, that came in at 5.3. 
for the overnights. Right, okay. <clears throat> so we're not sure on on how that will stack in terms of the final consolidated ones, but hmm. yes, it's uh I can't remember what the overnights were for um it takes you away. I think they were similar. So I'm gonna guess that the yeah. I'm gonna guess that, that comes in a very similar figure. Probably. About by yeah. the time they've added on all the all the bits and bobs, that's gonna be about s- the same, isn't it? Just under seven. Uh, uh, overnight, it's still good. Sorry, overnight for it takes you away was five point zero seven mil. Oh, right, so it might come in a bit higher than... So this has yeah. got more, actually, as an overnight, but maybe that's because it was the finale it's picked up again. Yeah. You know, the, the opening episode and the finale generally get a bit more, don't they, than the rest of the series, but... Normally, yeah. Yeah, still not bad, though. For Doctor Who, anyway, based on recent years, it's still still pretty good. Yeah, yeah, not not too bad. I wouldn't... Yeah, they could be better, but they could be an awful lot worse. So it's decent, I think. Yes. A decent figure. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as the episode finished, as soon as our finale finished, uh, the BBC put out a tweet, um, which kind of surprised me, actually. It's as if they want they want to keep ahead of all the sort of rumours and bang, tweeted straight out, uh, no Doctor Who next year. So Doctor Who will return in 2020, they tweeted, with a um, picture of the TARDIS uh, and the logo and the 2020 sign. So, yeah, I mean, it was, in a way, great to get that confirmation so quickly. I mean, it literally was, as soon as the credits rolled, they tweeted this. Yeah. Um, but a little bit surprising. I mean, there's been so many rumours floating around uh, during this series. Um, rumours that we'd only get six episodes next year. Rumours that we wouldn't get an e- any episode next year, apart from the new special, obviously. Uh, rumours that Jodie and Chibnall had had enough and were leaving. And, you know, rumours, rumours, rumours. <laughs> so great to for the BBC to put it out there. Um, but how do you feel about that, mate? So we'll get one, we'll get the New Year's Day special, and then that will be it for over a year. No Doctor Who. Yeah, it's um, crikey. It's uh, I'm surprised. I'll be honest with you because I thought that overall series eleven is is has been very popular. Mm. So you would have thought that they would capitalise on that and keep the momentum going, and you know, give us more Who. You know, roughly the same time next year as it went out this year. But to leave it for, oh, because it's going to be, because it, it says early, to, I've heard it's going to be in early 2020. Yeah. Which is another weird one, because if it's coming back in early 2020, that means you've got another huge break between any potential oh. Christmas or New Year's special, you know? It's That's a bit true, weird, yeah, but, I thought of that, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it's, I would like it back on our screens, obviously, next year, that would be good, but. I don't know, man. I mean, it feels it feels like if they're going to take a year out, then they have absolutely no excuses for 2020 to bring us some amazing Doctor Who. If they're going to spend a you know mm. a, a huge chunk of time like that to work out some decent stories and all that lot, then yeah, it, it, in a way, it's it kind of puts a lot of pressure on itself, doesn't it? Because mm. if they want to take that additional time to make sure it's all working as it should and storylines are top notch and stuff the expectation is going to be huge for 2020 because if we go along the journey we have for series 11 where we're sort of up and down and oh it's not that great and stuff it's going to be what what are you guys spending the time on then yeah oh definitely i mean i i really hope they take that time to assess series 11 the things that worked the things that didn't work i really really hope they take on board 
you know, I hope they don't, you know, it's been a bit of a mixed reaction. Some of the, you know, fans have, have struggled with it, but I think overall the BBC will be pleased with how it's performed. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's surprising, but I really hope they just, you know, actually look at it as a series and think, right, this is what we got right. This is what we got wrong. We need to, you know, really up our game for, for the next series. Interesting what you said about the Christmas thing, there being a big gap. So if they, if they air it early on in series in, in uh, 2020, you're right, there'll be a big gap, which makes me think, do you think they might do a split again? Might do a split series, like the start of the year, end of the year and special or something. We don't... Could be, you know, yeah. yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But I, I'm like you, I'm surprised that they've... It does feel like it might lose momentum. Like, I do, despite my own personal feelings about Series 11, I would imagine the BBC will just look at it as in fig- figures and statistics and think, yes, it's been a great success. And I'm surprised that they're willing to risk that momentum being lost over a whole year. Yeah, um, so yeah. I'm quite surprised, but for me personally, um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to miss Doctor Who next year, but because of my overall feeling of series 11 and I wasn't over happy with it overall, I, I think I kind of, I, I kind of think it needs a break. I really just want them to get their, you know what together. I really want <laughs> them to get their shizzle together <laughs> Yeah, and, 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 and get it right for, for the next series, you know, because I think there's some great, I think that some of the stuff, and we'll talk about this more next week when we do our assessment of series 11 and overview and stuff. But I think they got so much right. And I think they got so much wrong as well. And I really hope they can find a good middle ground yeah. with the next series. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte Moore, who is a director of the BBC content said, uh, uh, delighted that the doctor and her friends will be returning to thrill audiences in 2020. I know Chris and the whole team are already working on a whole new set of exciting adventures. In the meantime, we've got a very special New Year's Day for everyone to enjoy. And then Chibbers goes on to say, uh, we're off again. Uh, he says, we uh, we never actually stopped as Jodie Whittaker's doctor and friends have been winning the hearts and families across the nation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've been busy with a whole new set of action-packed adventures for the 13th Doctor. We adore making this show. And I've been blown away by the response from audiences. So we can't wait to bring more scares, monsters, and more Bradley Walsh, Mandip Gill, and Tosin Cole to BBC One. Brilliant. Mm. So uh, more scares, more monsters. Yeah. Well, that 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 would be nice, Chris. If you could bring more scares and more <laughs> monsters, that would certainly be a plus. Yeah. 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 So uh, overall, I think this is another one of those subjects that just. Yeah, you could, if you we'll talk about it more next week we'll, yeah. when we do the overview. But yeah, yeah, if you went on Twitter, you'd see like you know thousands of tweets on both sides of the fence, people hating it and loving it and whatever. It's one of those devi- divisive things, you know. Should it be back? Should it not? But anyway, mm. that's it though. There's no turning back. It's been announced 2020. You have to wait a year. I mean, it's okay for us because we've got a whole raft of cool <laughs> yeah. classic Doctor Who to get back into reviewing and Sarah Jane and Torchwood and stuff. So. It's going to be a good year for us in terms of getting back into, you know, the reviews that we've loved doing up to before series eleven started. So, uh, I, I will just say this actually, just before we move on, I'm, I must admit I'm not as upset as I thought I would be when they announced it. Oh no, I, yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, and I do think that reflects on series eleven. To be honest, I think if we'd have had a really cracking series and it, you know, and, and I'd loved it, I, and then they announced it wasn't coming back to 2020, I think I would have been like, what, what are you doing, BBC? Like, you can't <laughs> do that. But actually, when they announced it, my f- reaction was, yeah, okay, 
it was written. I'm surprised at myself for saying that, to be honest. But that's how I genuinely felt. I was just like, yeah, okay, fine. No, just get I'm your, the same. Just get your stuff together because you need to. I'm exactly yeah. the same, mate. When my wife turned to me mm. and went, you know, almost that, she went, oh, what you, mm. she's she, she, the look on her face was like, what are you going to do with yourself for 2020 sort of thing with no new Doctor Who? And I just sent her and said, to be honest, love, I think that's needed. Yeah. I think yeah. That, that year's break is needed for them to correct a few things, put it that way. Mm. Yes. And like, like you, I just thought, well, good, because we can just crack on with all the classic stuff and Sarah Jane. And yeah, it really didn't bother me, but I, but it slightly bothers me that I'm not bothered, if that makes sense. <laughs> I, I'm thinking, I no, come yeah. on, ads, this is your favourite show, apart from Bloke 7. You should be gutted, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not, Yeah, know, which is mate. a bit, bit sad, really. But anyway. Anyways, let's see if our Dalek friend can cheer us up and throw any merch over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Merch corner. Merch corner. Merch corner. I don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted. It's a bit rubbish, but it's pretty. It's very pretty. First up, this is something that's going to go on your shelf. Yeah, yeah, I'll be getting this, yeah. <laughs> the completism. OCD will have kicked in immediately. Mm. Real-time pictures. Spoke about these a few times before. It's those cool uh, independently released DVDs, unofficial BBC jobs where they uh, have a look back at a particular Doctor or in some cases the monsters from Doctor Who and so on. Uh, and they put together a, a whole bunch of, like, sort of archived interviews and all that stuff. Uh, so the next one on the list is the Colin Baker years. How do you feel about old, old Sixie getting one? Oh, so it, yeah, great. I mean, I've I've got all the other ones, the previous releases with the other Doctors, and they, they're really good little interviews, actually. Um, even the ones that don't have the Doctor themselves on, you know, some of them don't. So, mm-hmm. yep, yeah, I'm happy about this. I'm glad Colin's getting one. Um, I like the people that are featured. So there's uh, Nicola Bryant, Bonnie Langford, Michael Jaston, John Nathan-Turner, Eric Saywood, who uh. we saw recently, <laughs> didn't we, at the BFI? It'd be interesting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it sounds like a good, good little set to me. It does. It's a two-disc yes. two set as well, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, yes. I'll be getting this one. When's it out? When's this one out? It's out uh, March next year, March the 4th. March next year. Okay, yes. so Colin won't be going in the Christmas stocking, but uh, <laughs> yeah. What about you, mate? Because you haven't picked up any of these yet, have you? No, do you know what? It's one of those weird things, and some, some of our listeners might relate to this, but you know when you see things that circulate within fandom and you think, right, I'm going to jump on that, mm. and then you miss one, and then you think, oh, that's cool, I'll just... You know, the next one, I'll get that one. And it just goes on and on, and you think, right, I'm going to jump in at this point. So I know what's going to happen. It will just be one of those. I'll be on my phone at like 10 to midnight, laying in bed, and then, bosh, it'll be like 60 quid's worth of DVDs. <laughs> um, well, they might do a complete set. So which do- I think the so out of all the classic Doctors, they haven't done five. So obviously six is coming out. They haven't done the fifth Doctor. Um did they do seven? Yeah, they've done seven, haven't they? So it would yeah. just be the fifth Doctor missing, apart yeah. from McGann, obviously. Um, so yeah, maybe they'll do a complete set if they ever get five out as well. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I'd pick it up if they did a set. That would be cool. Just binge watch mm. them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's on Amazon at the minute for 13 quid pre-order. There's another website that you use, isn't it? Is it Galaxy 4? I uh, Yeah, I often get them for yeah. Galaxy 4 because they're normally 9 99 Free delivery. Yeah, um, cool. So I normally get them from those guys, yeah. Yeah, so that's it then. Real-time pictures, the Colin Baker years. Pick it up if you're a Colin yeah. Baker fan, obviously. 
bit of Colin. Yeah. Right. Um, so uh, another great thing that <laughs> this was announced just after we finished recording last week, <laughs> um, which was quite frustrating. So um, I'm sure a lot of our listeners already know, but we'll, we'll talk about it anyway. The Macro Terra is coming out uh, as a fully animated release next year, which um, I think there's been a few rumors about this floating around, but you know, it was, um, there are no episodes existing of this story. So I think when I heard that this might be happening, I was thinking, that's a lot of episodes to animate. That's a lot of money. Are they really going to do that? They have done it. It's coming out, uh, it's due out March the 18th next year. So second Doctor story. Um, and uh, yeah, me personally, I've, I don't think I've ever listened to the audio of this. So it's not a story I'm familiar with. Um, I think there are some telly snaps. No, not telly snaps. There's some recons on YouTube. I think you can watch, but I, I don't know this story very well. Although I mm. know of it, if that makes sense, because obviously the macro appeared briefly in um, Gridlock, didn't they? That's right. Yeah, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, this is a uh, this looks pretty cool. Um, obviously, it's got the companions of uh, well, James is there. James is there. James, of course, James is there. Yeah. So what? Um, what do you think about this, mate? Is it good? Oh, Annika Wills and Michael Craze are obviously in it as well. So yeah, it's good. Good little, uh, good little TARDIS team. Um, yeah, I'm up for this one. Yeah, I'm up yeah, for this one yeah. because uh, I really liked the the animated work they did with Sharda. Mm. And this, I th- I think you know, with it depends on your point of view when you talk about animated episodes of Doctor Who. And with Sharda, it was. Um, it was just one or two episodes, wasn't it, that they animated? Was it one at the end? Was it episode yeah. four or something? Yeah. Uh, with this one, it's all of them. So it's almost like sitting down to watching a proper animated movie. So there's, I think if you know that off the bat, you, if you know going into it that it's an animated show, I think it's, you know, you, you expect that. So uh, I'm really up for it. And they're going to do, a, a, as usual with these things, they're going to do a showing at the BFI next year. Yes. Brilliant. Love yes. it when they do that. Yes. So anyone that's in the UK... Especially in the South, get your ass to the BFI to see one of these Doctor Who showings because they're very, very cool. We love going there, don't we? You've got oh, brilliant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't wait. I mean, I yeah, can't wait for it. It's very, very cool. So tickets cool. for that go on sale in February. So a little way off, but we'll let you know obviously beforehand when they go on sale. But yeah, it's very cool watching these on, on the big screen and having those Q and As and chilling with Who fans afterwards. It's great. So. Mm. And all all the pictures from it that they've released um, look good. They're all in colour. I'm assuming there'll be a black and white version, just because it would feel wrong if there wasn't to me. But yeah, um, yeah. but all the pictures they've released for the animation look look good. Look really good. Yes. I'm not sure if it's the. I mean, I, I'm. It's great they're doing this. I think there are other stories I'm surprised they didn't pick first. I wonder why they've chosen this particular story. But I'm uh, I'm not complaining by any means. Just I would love to see like Evil of the Daleks, for example love to see that animated um but uh yeah but yeah even so i'm very excited for this indeed yeah it yes. looks good yeah and uh, they're releasing three versions of it three so, versions yeah so standard dvd standard blu-ray and then a special edition blu-ray steelbook so at awesome. the moment the dvd is 12.99 standard blu-ray is 17.99 and the steelbook is 24.99 and that's based off of amazon at this time of recording nearer the time that might change i'm not sure but uh not too bad. Not too bad, that one. I'm, I'm really pleased they're doing a steelbook. I'm sure you are as well. Yes. And mm. I've just noticed something on Amazon as well. Mm-hmm. As I'm looking at the Macro Terror, the... Um, oh, no, that's a different box. Yeah, I, was, I, I 
was about to lose it then. You know, we spoke about Doctor Who season 12 boxer earlier and you said the prices were ridiculous on eBay. Yeah. Uh, I just saw it on, on Amazon for thirty nine ninety nine, and I was thinking, huh? And it's got a pre-order, but that's season 18. Oh, yes, which I, again, can't wait for. Can't wait, <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, I, I was almost going to... Uh, do like an on-the-spot announcement then, but no. no. See, so, we don't need it. We don't need Series 12 next year. We've got all this great stuff coming out. Season 18, Blu-rays, Macro Terror. It's going to be cool. It's going to be a cool year, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last bit of merch then that old Grumpy has, has thrown down is uh, very happily Series 11 yeah. soundtrack is being released very soon, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, just under a month today. We're recording on Wednesday, the 12th of December. So on the 11th of January you'll be able to uh, stick these CDs in whatever player you have. I'm assuming these are going to go out on Spotify and iTunes and stuff as well, but uh, if you want the CD, so Series 11 by Segan Akinola is being released. I can't tell you how happy I am that this news dropped just this morning from Silver Screen Records because there was a little part of me that was thinking, are we past all of the red tape and paperwork and all that stuff that, stopped us from getting the previous soundtracks timely you know we had to wait so long oh for series nine yeah Yeah. um and there was an announcement wasn't there a little while ago to say that it was going to be out in january but you never know until it actually appears yeah exactly until it's officially announced which it now has been yes so this is awesome it's a 2d set it comes in two different uh styles of packaging you've got your standard uh what would you call it like just standard double cd dual case version mm-hmm. which is two cds uh 21 tracks on cd1 and 20 tracks on cd2 or you've got the limited edition digipack uh, which is like a fold out um uh sort of card sort of affair it's not plastic it's a it's a slightly different thing um and they're both the same price from silver screen records they're both 10 pounds uh, they're up for pre-order so just go to silver screen music uh or Silver Screen Records, and you'll see a banner on the homepage, or just search for Doctor Who, you'll find it there. Um, now, the Digipack, you said you weren't really a fan of this. The only Digipack release that I've got is Star Wars The Force Awakens. It was a limited edition mm. thing. I think that's the same thing, you know, where it folds out, and it's got it's like, like a, a little card, booklet. It's like a cardboard yeah. rather than it. Yeah. You're not a fan of this one? No, because I've, I've got one of um, series seven can't remember now a matt smith one came as a limited and it arrived all you know crushed on the spine and because that's the problem i like a proper case myself but i I do like the fact that that is the only difference like the digipack hasn't got an extra booklet or anything like they did with series nine it's you know it's exactly the same it's just that one will come in a cardboard case one will come in a proper jewel case so i like the fact that they're giving you the choice. Um, and it's a good price, isn't it? £10. I mean, you can't go wrong for two discs at £10. Not at all. Um, no, cool. Like you, I'm really excited. I, I loved, I did love the music in Series 11. I really did. Um, so I'm looking forward to this a lot. Uh, you're looking forward to track six on CD1, aren't you? Yes. Which is uh, called... <laughs> it's just <laughs> Sonic Screwdriver. It's just called Sonic Screwdriver, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, no, I am really looking forward to this actually. I'm glad it's coming out soon as well because 
you know, I mean, the OCD in me is going to hate the fact we've got no Series 10 soundtrack. Though, What's happened to that? That's what I mean. It's crazy. Oh, Murray yeah. Gold, stop sunning it in the Bahamas and come back and put it together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, there's one track on here at the moment. So on CD1, uh, track seven is just called The Doctor featuring Holly Verhagia. I think I'm saying that right. Um, you can listen to that individual track right now on Spotify. So if you just go to Spotify and search for uh, the word 13 and then Sagan Akinola, you'll see it there. It's just, uh, it's essentially the Doctor's theme um, from Series 11. So you can listen to that track right now. But uh, definite pre-order for me, buddy. 100%. Wait a minute, though. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait. Where I'm looking for the, I loved the version of the scene tune that was at the end of the Demons of the Punjab episode, you know, the sort of Indian variation of the theme. Yeah. Where's that? I can't see it on there. Oh. Surely that's got to be on there. I can't see it. Uh, isn't it called Keep Your Faith? Isn't it track 21? Track 21, Keep Your Faith. I hope so. Surely that track's got to be on there because that was beautiful. Hold on, it might be. Print. I'm, I'm sure it's got to be on there. I just can't see it. But uh, I'm sure it's maybe it's called something else. Maybe. I'm not 100%. But I'm sure it's on there somewhere. I mean, you've got. 41 tracks. Ah, uh, wait a minute. What's this? Yaz and Nanny end credits? Ah, it's that. Yeah. It's, it's got to be that. Is, oh, sorry, mate. Phew. Yeah, it's that one. Yeah. Phew. I was thinking surely yeah. they would leave that off. Yeah. Oh, look. And, and the next track, track 13 on this too, that's one for you. Look, King James. Yes. King James. King Stewie from Family Guy. Go on, do it. Yes. The soundtrack. <laughs> the soundtrack. Yeah. It's the series 11. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah brilliant so we can't wait for that silver screen records get over there and and smack a pre-order on that definitely or just pay you know 50 quid for it on ebay several months later (laughs) whatever your preference is it's fine up to you (laughs) right news and matches now finished what are we reviewing this week buddy so right yeah it's the season finale of series 11 and it's called the battle of ranskor avkolos Nine cries for help, all coming from the same planet. Oh, another cheery one. Here we go. Who are you? I can't remember my name. Where is the object? Link! I know that voice. Dun, 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 dun. Another short one. Yeah. They're all short, trailer. Yeah. They're all short trailers, aren't they? So, the Mm. series finale. Um, of uh, I was going to say the series finale of series 11 then but that's uh, pretty obvious uh, the battle of Ranskor Av Kolos mm. the Doctor uh, and the TARDIS team find themselves on that very planet where they're answering um, a whole bunch of um, distress signals and it turns out that uh, it's from the the crew um, of some people that have been sent to that planet to put a stop to uh, Tim Shaw, who's building like this ultimate weapon thing. And uh, Tim Shaw has been elevated to godlike status via these two uh, people called the Ux mm. or the Ux, if you're the doctor. And they have the power to sort of create worlds, I think. They have the power, to, like their, their power is derived from their. Uh, belief and faith in something Mm. and uh 
they've created this entire world for Tim Shaw and made him very powerful and so on. But in the end, it's just a big elaborate ruse to try and coax the Doctor into the vicinity so he can act his revenge upon her for you know, nearly killing him, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of planets have been taken out of alignment, out of their solar systems and placed in these little things. They're about to go topsy-turvy and it's up to the Doctor to use the ooks uh, to reverse the whatever and put them back in their own solar systems and and off they go. I think yeah, there's a literally bit more off to they it, go. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that's that's pretty much it. I think there's a bit more to it than that, but roughly that's it. It was written by the, the Chibbers, as we know. It was directed by Jamie Childs, who's directed quite a few of the series, I think. Mm. And uh, Usual Tardis Team and so on. Uh, I have no idea what your thoughts are, mate, on this one, so hit me in the face with it. Right, let me slap you around the face like a big fish around the face. So, <laughs> Battle of Round School, Avcolis. Um, I'll just get straight to the point. I didn't enjoy it. You didn't enjoy it? <laughs> no. Uh, my uh, face bear... is sore now. Where... <laughs> <laughs> uh, bear in mind, I have watched this three times, so I think it's fair to say I've given it a good crack. I have, right. I, you know, I've really, especially that third watch when I was sort of my partner wanted to watch it, I thought, yeah, yeah, let me let me watch it again. Let me try and concentrate on it, because I, I tell you, I find this episode so boring that I really struggle to, to to you know follow the story so that's a, another reason that when he wanted to watch it i was like yeah yeah let's let's watch it again let me let me actually sit and watch this because i just can't get into it right so i think i've been fair i really do i, I third watch i'm just sat there and it, it really god <laughs> that first 20 minutes half an hour of just constant walking, talking, walking, talking, exploration i was just like oh my god if i had any hair I'd have pulled it out by now. <laughs> I was so freaking bored. Um, it does finally get going in the last 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It finally kicks into gear after all that drabness. Um, that Yeah, so I like the last 10 minutes, um, but then even that gets ruined by Tim Shaw getting shot in the toe and then somehow being put in a chat. You're just, oh, yeah, I surrender. I was just like, come on come on this is ju it just honestly and i was sat there thinking this is a serious final and it's so weak and i just yeah i didn't enjoy it but i i've been fair i have really given this episode a chance three, three times, times i sat yeah. through, through this yeah. i don't know how i've done it <laughs> yeah i thought it was really poor mate honestly oh but i'll tell you what i will just before i let you so you're, I do think there are some very nice ideas going on in this episode. Like I think there was potential for there to be some a good episode here, but it's such a mess, you know. Like I love the idea of all the planets and the little crystal boxes, and and the Ux are a great little creation. I love the Ux. Is that what they call Ux? Ux. Love the Ux. Yeah, they could have been great, you know, and. Tim Shaw's back. Surprise! Like, we didn't see that coming from episode one. But even he is so poor in this episode, you know? I mean, out of all the villains they could have brought back, he's probably the only one that had any threat at all this series. Right. And even he's rubbish in it. So I just can't, honestly, I can't defend it. I can't pretend I liked it. I just really was disappointed. And when they just took off at the end, I was like, Pfft. yeah. So not impressed. What do you think? 
Ah, oh, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Hit me with it. Hit me. Hit me. I thought. I thought the first. Actually, I'm the opposite to you. I thought the first. Really? I thought the first ten, fifteen minutes were pretty good. Oh. I thought it shown. I thought it showed a lot of promise, and I thought this is leading up to a belter. Um, but overall, it just lost its way. I think because I, I really liked the, the, um, the, the not giving you all the information up front side of things. You know, they land on this planet. There's a guy who's lost his memory because the entire planet is sort of warping people's minds intentionally. So he's dangerous because he doesn't know what's going on. And, you know, they set themselves up. You know, they've got to, you know, they sort him out. And then he tells them that there's all the crew members that are still alive. They need to be rescued. And it's going to be right. It's a cool. It's a, it's a smash and grab. It's, it's a go in, get the hostages and get out. You know, it's a cool yeah. thing. And, but then after that, it just lost its way for me. And it ended up with potentially one of the weakest, not, not only one of the weakest villains we've, uh, monsters we've seen in Doctor Who, but, just the way he was made, just the way he was defeated and everything, it's just so weak. And yeah, and, and because of that, after that first 10, 15 minutes, it's just started to get a little bit uh, predictable in a way um, and just very mediocre for a series. I mean, this doesn't feel to me like a finale, it just feels like another episode that would have slotted in nicely to anywhere. You could it, have put this episode yeah, in anywhere. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel like that big epic close out of a series that we used no. to. And maybe mm. that's intentional. Maybe the Chibbers I wants to do is. away with that, you know? Yeah, it's exactly what I think. Yeah. yeah, maybe he wants to do away with the pattern that we've seen in previous Doctor Who series. He's ripping to... up the rule book. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I so, think he's done it intentionally, yeah. Yeah, so you can't really, you can't really argue, you, well, you can't criticise him for wanting to do something different and, and mm. doing that. However... Does it work? I don't think so. I, I think at the end of Doctor Who, you need a really big epic thing. And I'll be honest with you, mate, I personally feel, and I think a lot of listeners will shoot me down here, but I personally felt like one of the companions had to die or or, or somehow get taken out of the picture because they just feel so invincible all the time. Like when, when the Doctor says to uh, Ryan and whatever, uh, I think it was Ryan and Graham. She's like, right, we're going to do this. You go off and do that. You know, and she just sends them off on their own with like laser guns and stuff, even though the doctor doesn't do weapons. She sends them off with the weapons and the grenades and all the rest of it. And yeah, they end up saving the day. It's a little bit like a Superman kind of vibe going on where you just feel like they're untouchable. And I feel like because of that, they're just made into sort of unrelatable... And it's weird because it's, it's they're like tiny little pockets where they are very relatable, especially with Graham, his character. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the switch from with him in this one. You know, he's gone from that very supportive laid back to, yeah, if I see him, I'm going to kill him. Mm. You know, I love that switch and stuff and the little interactions with Ryan is nice and stuff. But overall, I just felt like that first 15 minutes, I thought, right, this is going to be cool, I think. This is a really nice setup. It's... Uh, it's going to be cool, but yeah. And after that, mate, I just thought, what what's Chibbers playing at? What's what's going on here? Yeah, I know. And, and funny enough, the the bit that made me sort of the first bit in the episode that made me sort of pay, start paying attention was when Graham said, "Doc, 
you know, I've got respect for you. Thanks for everything. But if I see him, I'm going to kill him. And I thought, oh, <laughs> now I like this. Yeah. Graham's turn, you know. Um, and, you know, the doctor was saying, you know, you don't want to do that, Graham. I thought, oh, that's going to lead. Up that Right, that's good. I like this. But it didn't. it's sort of fizzled out. And I thought, oh, no, because that was a good... They could have really played up to that. Yeah. And and the bit I just can't forgive, I really can't forgive it, is just that that scene when he shot um, Tim Shaw in the toe, mm-hmm. <laughs> shot him in the foot, and then we don't even see how they get him into that cabinet. He's supposed to be this really, you know, he could have blasted him to pieces with that thing in his hand. Yeah, and it goes from yeah. him being shot in the foot to suddenly being in the cabinet. How did they get him in there? It would not have happened. He would have killed them. You know, it just completely undermined the Tim Shaw yeah, character yeah. just defeated that easily was pathetic, quite frankly. Um, and yeah, and I just thought it was such a waste because I like that thing of Bradley, of uh, Graham, you know, sort of turning because we love Graham. I think, I think you know, I, I haven't heard, I haven't, out of all the negativity of the series, I haven't heard anything bad about Graham or Bradley mm. Walsh. He's, I think <laughs> he's universally loved. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's somebody out there that doesn't like him, but um and I just thought that was a good little twist and I thought it was going to go somewhere and where it went, I just thought just kind of just threw it all out the window. It was just something you'd expect to see, you know, in a kid's program. That's wrap that up. Look, I've shot him in the foot. <laughs> it was just like, Oh dearie me. You know? Yeah. And then we had also, and, and, and uh, we'll get on, we will get onto a couple of positive things, but, uh, another big thing for me is that there was absolutely nowhere near enough time to explore these fascinating uh, race, the Ucks. Yeah, I like the Ucks. Like, think how, think how epic their uh, their abilities are to basically mould reality and build yeah, worlds that, that, and stuff. It, that intro know? scene where he's building the rocks, and I thought, oh, this is good. Yeah, like lovely visuals. Who who are these guys? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. The, these guys. I mean, this we. Oh, I just can't. Oh, we needed so much more time to be around those guys and more of where they're actually from and what they can really do and and all that stuff. And they were just they weren't in it very much. I mean, the little pockets of it, but then they were just used as like a giant battery. Yeah. <laughs> to do something else that the doctors wiring up from the. I just thought, what the frick. But but we had the time, mate. Honestly, we, did, you know, when you watch this the second time, did you not think there are so, so many endless shots of them walking across the landscape, yeah, walking yeah. through a corridor, talking, walking around, talking? Like there was loads of time where they could have actually filled it with interesting stuff, and it just wasn't. Like you said, I would have loved to have seen more of the Ux. I thought they were great, but yeah, it just it was just so much exposition again. Yeah, you know, and just walking and talking. I mean, I I found the pacing incredibly slow at the start. I'm surprised you liked it. Like, just even Ryan picking up this thing off the table, he did it so slowly, and everyone <laughs> seemed to be walking really slowly into a room. And I think it was supposed to build tension, but for me, I was like, why is everything so slow? What what is going on? Yeah, it yeah. was you know purposely directed that everyone was just moving and talking and oh. It drove me nuts. No, to be I read you. Yeah. yeah. In my opinion, if I was in the showrunner seat, and I'm not saying it's an easy job, it's not. But if I was in the showrunner seat, I would have made episodes nine and ten a two-parter, 
And at the end of episode nine, either Ryan or Yaz would have been not necessarily killed, but injured. And then throughout episode 10, you're wondering, will they make it or not? Mm. And then it's down to the doctor and the other companions to then, because I, I, it would have been great in, epi- in episode nine if Tim Shaw was this real badass, proper character that he was meant to be and really, yeah. really gave them, really put them on the ropes. So the doctor, at the end of episode nine, Yaz or Ryan are, are down and we don't know if they're dead or not. The doctor's in a situation where it's like, you know those really cool storylines from the Tennant and Matt Smith era where you think at the end of an episode, how the hell is the Doctor going to get out of this situation? Yeah, yeah. You know, how there, there's just no way because they're on the ropes and their options are zero. But then in the next episode, they somehow find that little spark of magic that, you know, that enables them to, to get out of it and stuff. Mm. And then throughout episode 10 the Doctor finds that little bit of magic and she becomes this strong, epic character and she takes down Tim Shaw, not one of her companions, with a, with a freaking laser thing in the foot, like a proper showdown between Tim Shaw and the Doctor. Yeah. You know, and then at the end of it, does Yaz or Ryan, that, that would have been an epic ending to the series and really gave you something to latch onto because losing one of the companions is always a fairly emotional thing. And it would have been a great way as well to lead us into the New Year's Day special. Mm. It could have opened up a lot of options story-wise and stuff. But in the end, we just got this standard runtime, run-of-the-mill, weak monster, crappy ending, nice little moments. <laughs> episodes, but there was, you know? there was no peril, was there? None at all. Absolutely no, no peril at all. Chib- Chibnall can't write peril, it seems. Like, I don't think we've had hardly any peril this series at all. There's been none of that. Like you said, how are they going to get out of this? Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. sorry, I take that back. In in It Takes You Away, when she was trapped on the other side of the mirror, I did think, oh, how are they going to get out? That's probably one of the few oh, yeah, moments yeah. I could actually, yeah. But that, again, written by a different writer. So that, yeah. I just yeah. don't think Chibnall can write peril. You know, he's a, he's a dialogue writer, isn't he? He just writes endless dialogue. I think it's plain to see that. Chibbers really needs to step away from. I just think he needs to hire more guest writers. I think that's it. Well, I remember there being yeah. this rumor, which obviously turned out to be untrue, but there was this rumor when Series 11 was coming together that he was going to have a writing room, that he was going to be the, the showrunner, but they were going to have a writer's room, you know, of all the writers where right. they get together, throw around ideas, and come up with stuff together. And, um, you know, I think he'd really benefit from that. Yes, Because he had his hand in the, he had his hand in the Rosa episode, which I think is one of the better stories from series 11. So, you know, he had his sort of sticky fingers in that script. So, but, you know, maybe it would just benefit if he had somebody else there just filling in those bits where he's, you know, really weak at writing. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know? I'm not saying he's a bad writer. I just don't think he's a particularly good science fiction writer. You know? Yeah, I mean that's what's happened is he's he, he he's done a George Lucas basically. If you think about George Lucas in the original trilogy, mm-hmm. he stepped back. So after he wrote and directed A New Hope, he then stepped back a bit for The Empire and Return of the Jedi, where he was still, you know, write, writing it, but he wasn't so he wasn't all over it. He wasn't directing and producing and writing. But then mm-hmm. when we came to the prequels. 
He was writing, directing, producing. He was all over it, and they ended up being the weakest ones because he had all these creative people around him, but he just wanted to maintain that grip on it. And that's, it feels exactly like what's happened with Chibbers, where he's got mm. this amazing team of people around him, and he's you know a huge, talented pool of writers that he could tap into and, and, and use those people. But it just feels like he wanted he wants to have that grip on it, you know, yeah. and just and just closed off. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm pretty sure that those scripts would have been floated around several people and they would have chipped in and all the rest, like the producers and all that sort of thing, the director. Mm. But in terms of the early days when they're coming up with those story ideas and they're coming up with that, what's going to happen, it just feels like he's, his grip on it has sort of choked out the, it's choked out the meaningful stuff that makes it a good Doctor Who episode. Like yeah. it's choked down on the threat level and the peril and the, uh, I don't know, just various things. And because it's, it, it's, it's a telling thing where throughout all of series 11, the majority of fandom likes the non written Chibbers episodes. Yeah. That has to be a note. The BBC must look at that and think, come on Chibbers, look, you, you can see, you know, eyes, you know, the, the, the figures are there in black and white, the, the, the appreciation index and the overall scores of the episodes that you've written are the lowest in the series. So we've mm. got to address that. I really hope he steps back. I must admit, I'm just looking, and I'll talk about this next week when we do our overview of Series 11. I'm looking at my list because I you know, knew what I was going to score this episode, so I've gone back and looked at my scores for this series. and So I've written them down in order of the, the episodes I liked best to worst. And uh, yeah, it makes for interesting. <laughs> you know, I can see none of the Chibbers episodes are in the top five. It's definitely a pattern, isn't it? I mean, that yeah. says it all, really. Yeah. And when we've uh -huh. listened, when we've gone through an, our listeners' reviews and so on, that's been a common theme. Mm. It's like everyone, well, pretty much, um, don't get me wrong, there's probably thousands of Who fans that love some of the Chibbers episodes. There's bound to be. But I'm just saying, overall, there is a common theme where people are saying roughly the same things, like, you know, we wish that Chibbers hadn't have wrote this one and, looking forward to this week because Chibbers isn't writing it and stuff like that. There's a common pattern. Definitely. You know? And I don't get it because he's a Doctor Who fan. I mean, Massive. Yeah. some of us are old enough to remember when he, tack when he was on a show. I don't know what age he was. Quite a young man, a young Chibbers. He's on that um, talk show, wasn't he? And he destroyed poor old Pip and Jane Baker for their, you oh, know, right. their <laughs> remember that famous clip yeah, that's floating yeah. around? He's really <laughs> laying into them, telling them, oh, you're doing mediocre running around corridors scripts. And I'm thinking, I'd actually like, I wish that, I mean, unfortunately, poor old um, Jane is no longer with us. But God, I'd love to see them come back and sit with him and say, uh, excuse me, Mr. Chibbers, you're doing exactly what you said we did. And, you know, because he's a Doctor Who fan and, and normally Doctor Who fans lie awake at night making up their own <laughs> adventures and, oh, if I could write Doctor Who, what I would do. And I'm thinking he's had all that time as a Doctor Who fan to think of things he would want to do if he had the show. Yeah, all the yeah. millions of possibilities that you can do with a show like Doctor Who. And what has he come up with? Nothing. Yeah. And you know, it, in terms of like the monsters, has he come up with any decent monster? No. Bubble wrap, a frog, you know. Um, what else have we had? The pating. I mean, come on, Chibbers. You, you're a doctor, a lifelong Doctor Who fan. You know, you, your your brain should be bursting 
with ideas for this show that you love. And you've come out with some of the most drab. Uh, I'm going to stop. I'm sorry, listeners. Sorry. You're probably, oh, if you're still, you, uh, I don't want listeners to switch off. But honestly, I could go on forever. Just say you listed them out there. So-and-so, a frog. Oh. <laughs> but you know you know what i'm trying I'm, to get I know exactly you know, even you even yeah. us i mean i don't have any desire to write a fan audio at all but i know big doctor who fans that do they love to make up their own stories and some youtubers make up their own you know adventures with figures online where they do animations so, and they've got all these great ideas that they want to bring to the screen you know if they were given the chance and you'd think chibler's Chibnall would be like that, wouldn't you? You'd think, well, oh, I've finally got my hands on the show that I've loved for years. Absolutely. Right, I'm going to yeah. show you all the yep. stuff I've, yeah. You know, it just, I just don't get it. It's a weird one, mate. Mm. Yeah. It almost, almost wants you to be like, can you just go and have a word with the moth just for five minutes? <laughs> it almost feels like that's needed. I just wonder if, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to, I don't, you know, I, I'm not going to say I miss the moth or anything because I don't really. I think the moth had his time and I like some of his stuff and everything. But part of me would love it if they just maybe collaborated because I think if you yeah, put their yeah. two brains together, you might get something really good. You might not, but there's a good chance you would. You know, I, I, what would be awesome for series twelve is if <laughs> I know what you're going to say <laughs> is Go if on. the moth and RTD came back and wrote one. Yeah. Because I think the moth, now he's had some time off and like 50 bottles of wine a week. Mm-hmm. And he's had a chance to just turn off for a little bit and reflect. I reckon he'd come up with a banger of an episode. And obviously Russell, he's you know my favourite Who writer, so I reckon he would yeah. he would smash one as usual. It'd be awesome. And like just at least two episodes where we could look forward to, you know, a cracking episode. But I just mm-hmm. can't imagine him ever coming back to... I'd I'd, I'd like to see how the moth wrote thirteen, because um, I think a lot of, at the time we were saying. I remember when she was announced, we were saying, "Oh well, at least you know, at least we get a female doctor not written by the Moffat, because he wasn't particularly great at writing female characters. Um, although Miss is quite strong, but I'd probably put that more down to Michelle Gomez's performance. But I would be intrigued to see how the Moffat wrote Jodie's Doctor, because I kind of miss that sharp dialogue, which I think Chibbers has tried to emulate, but really failed at. You know, the sort of snappy, quirky lines that he used to give Matt Smith Doctor, for example, and Tenants. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. And Tenant would be RTD, wouldn't it? But I do miss the zippy dialogue that we used to get, and I think Chibbers has tried to do that with Jodie's Doctor, but for me, it's fallen absolutely flat on its face. You know, so I'd 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 like to see. I'd yeah. like to see the Moffat writer. I mean, he he might completely mess it up, but I, I would like to see it happen. Don't know if it will. Who but knows? I don't think RTD will come back. So. I'm pretty sure that's a no-no. But I can I can see Moffat just sort of thinking, yeah, I think he could be lured back for an episode. I think so. I, I, I think Russell's just... The trail yeah. of bottles of wine to the studio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come on. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, let's talk about... Let's talk... Uh, a couple of story bits then. So I, my views yeah. are that this could have been a, a mid-series episode quite comfortably. It doesn't feel yeah. like a finale. I think we needed a lot more time with the Ux. I really feel I, they had so much potential, those guys. They could have been, you know, an episode all to themselves almost. Mm. You know, just, just the power that they've got and their importance yeah. to certain places and, and times in the universe is 
you know, that, that's a massive missed opportunity. Massively. Mm. I don't know if we're going to see those guys again, but it doesn't feel like it. It feels just like once again, they've something's been thrown in as a mechanism to do something else. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. But yeah, they were massive. But I thought um, the the guy that we saw at the beginning, what was his name? Um, Pell Tracky. Yeah. I thought he was pretty good, but I, again, I thought he could have done a bit more. He just sort of walked around with them for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then at the yeah. end, he's just like, oh, I'm not going to help out with the big baddie. I'm just going to bugger off. So it's I been thought he nice, was going to but... die. I honestly did. There was a bit <laughs> when he went, because um, I, I thought, yeah, I agree. I thought he was quite good. I thought acting wise, he was he's great. Acting, good. Yeah. yeah, good character. And this whole thing where his mind had been affected and stuff. Again, really stuff you could have played up to if you'd, you know, if you'd written it better. But um, yeah, I thought he was quite a good character. But there was a point when he went off to help. Um, Graham and uh, Ryan and I thought oh he's dead he's a goner and, but you know because I thought somebody's got to die in this to give it a bit of gravity. that's my thoughts yeah yeah yep. yeah but I was quite surprised that he just walked away yeah, yeah. not just, that I wanted him to die I just thought you know oh that's where we're going with it um, yeah but no and also uh, like you said I thought we could have I quite like the concept of the planets put inside those crystal glass yeah things. I liked that concept as well especially when they were sent back and they kind of burst out I liked that yeah yeah, that was quite cool but that just didn't feel epic enough if you think about the situation there there are planets inside those mm. and when it came to the big thing at the end where they were sending those planets back to their original uh, locations it was just a quick zip like they're back were, and were then the, <laughs> were the people supposed to be dead on the planet no Oh, so they were just. I think minimized. I think they were just moved in. Yeah, because you know. the other thing, and I'm I'm slightly nicking. I was listening to the Who Addicts review this morning, so I'm slightly nicking this, but I do think it's a very good point. We saw the Earth sort of being vaporized, didn't we? Not vaporized, or but, whatever was going yeah. on, whatever was happening to the Earth. So the Earth's in peril, and I they were saying, you know, we should have seen what was happening on Earth because that would have added another layer to it. Yes, but instead yeah. we just got this shot of it turning red or orange or whatever and i just yeah i agree with that because i was thinking yeah what so what's actually happening what are they doing mm -hmm. what's happening yep. on earth you know and then it's and then it stopped but is anything actually been affected by that or is it just no back to, back to normal everything's fine so yeah. i agree i think you know i think if we'd seen the if this is like the rtd here for example we would have seen like humans ah, you know screaming at the sky and well, yeah, paper the, blowing across the street i don't know we needed to sort of see something i think well they could have easily just ripped off um the start of what is it the end of time part one is it the end of time or what whichever series finale part one it was in the art uh, the tenant era where the milkman in the morning looks up at the mm. sky and sees the earth is out of a solar system and there's another huge planet in the sky and then there's various people come out of their houses and take a look and it's that big build up and then Donna's mum looks out the window and yeah. Wilf then looks up, you know, all that chaos kicking off. I just something... was wondering what was happening on Earth. Yeah, I was thinking, what's actually ha what is that thing doing to the Earth? You yeah, know? they could have yeah, ripped yeah, that concept off easily and yeah. done something similar, but a budgetary thing? I don't know. It just didn't yeah, just we I think we needed to see it. Yeah. But yeah. Mm. okay. So in, ter in terms of story, you're saying it's just slow and not much happening, and then the build-up, but there's no payoff really, because the big build-up. I mean, it, yes, it was a successful thing, and it was quite a cool, suspenseful thing where 
the doctor's going around in circles and is this going to work? And she thinks it does and mm. she's wiring up stuff on the TARDIS. And I liked getting... a bit, yeah, I liked the fact the TARDIS was involved. That's at cool. Last. I did yeah. like that because we've, we've not seen much of the TARDIS and when she went in it and it looked great actually. They, they, for some reason, they've turned an orange light on it <laughs> in the windows. It looked, it looked <laughs> lovely, the TARDIS this week. Well, yeah. it looks lovely every week, but it was nice to see it getting used and her being in it and pulling out stuff from the walls and I thought okay I you know I kind of want to explore more of that TARDIS yes um yeah. so that I did like um just going back to the pacing though I did find it incredibly slow incredible and I kept thinking you know Chibber's statement about series 12 he's like yes we've won the hearts of families and across the country and all that I'm thinking have you though I can't imagine any kid sitting through this like it, it's way too slow for a family audience like the the endless talking and walking. I really can't imagine like a certain age group seeing through that, you know? I mean, you've no. got kids. They don't, they don't watch it, do they? No, I mean, they've only watched a couple of episodes and oh. they haven't watched them all the way through. It's, it's been the first time where they've got 20 minutes in and they just bugger off. <laughs> I cannot imagine any kids no. seeing through that, that first bit. My partner, as I said, wanted to watch this episode after it takes you away. And I swear on my life, I turned around at 20 minutes in and he was asleep. <laughs> but bearing in mind, he has got a bit of jet lag. So, you you know, you can oh, okay. let him off. Yeah. But he was a goner. He was goner, it, yeah. It, but, he was, but then again, he was wide awake throughout It Takes You Away. He loved that episode. Yeah. So much so that he wanted to watch another one afterwards. And I'm telling you now, that's quite rare. He likes Doctor Who, but he's a real casual fan. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when he said, oh, let's watch the next one, I thought, oh, he's... <laughs> oh, he's really got back into it. And I thought, oh, this is, I don't know how this is going to go. And yeah, he was gone. Fast asleep, 20 minutes in. Mm. Yeah. He was slow, uh, but, for but, sure. Yeah. But you, just kids, mate, This I just can't see this appealing to a family audience. And I know we've had a few listeners send uh, comments in saying, you know, oh, my kids have given up with it. And Yeah, you know, there's also... I don't a, think they've got the balance right. No, I mean, there have been a few times where people have tweeted to say, oh, you know, my... My my two sons, I can't remember the lady's name, said that they really enjoyed this series, and there's been yeah. a few people that have said, you know, my daughter loves it and she watches it every week and stuff. So I think, do you know what? I think it's pinning that uh, any kids that are into it, I think it's more about Jodie. I think they gravitate towards yeah. Jodie as the Doctor, you know, because she's this really? very warm and welcoming, and you know, she's she's quite childlike herself at times. You've yeah. come, you've said that a few times, haven't you? Where she's come across as a bit sort of teenagery and that's right, childlike written very childlike. Yeah. yeah, so I think that does appeal to certain kids, but certainly, mate, there's definitely been a night and day difference. I mean, going back to um, all all the previous years of Doctor Who, you know, my son or my sons will sit there and watch all, watch it all, but then this series, you know, like I said, two episodes, they've buggered off halfway through. And the other ones, when I've said, right, Doctor Who's on now, do you want to come sit down and watch? You're like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm going to go off and do something else. So, yeah, night and day difference with that stuff. But I, I can't, I can't really comment for the rest of the country and the world on their kids. But mm. it, there's definitely a pattern I've noticed for mine, anyway. Yeah. yeah. So pacing, mate. Yeah, I agree. It's fairly slow. Like I said, I didn't mind the pacing in the first ten minutes because I thought, as mm. it's the finale, this is obviously building up to something epic. Yeah. So I didn't mind the slightly slower pace and the exposition as we were going through that first 10, 15. Um, it's just, yeah, I, I just, I was expecting a lot more after that as they got in, as you got, as the story started to take flight as it were and go up mm. another gear, 
it just sort of stayed there. And I think I've said that a few times going through this series as well. It seems to go up a gear and then stay there. It's like it's like that. It's like that. Anyone who's been in a car with somebody knows a manual car mm. who can't drive it properly. It annoys the frick out of you. Where they've got five gears and they stay in fourth gear, and you're just itching to just reach down and just, yeah. like, just change bloody gear. This is annoying me. It yeah. feels like that sometimes where it goes up to that gear. And you know that there's another one or two gears that they can drive up to. It, mm. You know, if the story was strong enough and you know that they can get there, but it just stays at that one gear and you think, come on, yeah, just do something. Yeah. You know? See, I think Chibbles has got two gears because his episodes often <laughs> sort of start really, really slow in that and then they everything happens in the last 10 minutes. And I thought this episode was a bit like that. Is it right, just it's right. sort of like, like you said, there's plenty of room to explore all these things that we could have explored, but we don't. And then everything just kicks in. Yeah, wraps up really quickly and off we go again. And I'm, I think all of his episodes pretty much have done that. Pretty like, much, yeah. Just everything yeah. happens in the last 10 minutes. Um, okay. What did you think to some of the... Uh, what did you think to the... Cause, I think Chibber's tried to envelop sort of three concepts into this story, really. The first mm-hmm. one was the distress signals and the crew that had been sent there to to battle these peeps and whatever. So you had like the rescue mission going on. You had Tim Shaw. He was now like this sort of pseudo-god, I suppose. Yeah. He sort of, he's crowned himself god because the Ucks have made him that way because they foolishly think that because it's the first person they've ever seen, he must be the creator. Um, mm. So he's given himself that status. And then the third one was the planets getting back into their solar system and stuff. Do you think too much? Do you think that that's, that was a good thing? If it was written better, it would have been an epic conclusion with all these things coming together? Or do you think it was too much and it could have been or should have been a simpler story? No, I think for a final, I think those, those elements are, are, are really good. That's why I'm disappointed that what ended up on screen just didn't bring those elements together, in my opinion, to a satisfactory episode. I think I think there's some great ideas in there. All the things you've just said, lovely ideas of these planets being, you know, trapped in these cases. I, yeah, it's great stuff, you know, and him, the false god, and he could have been really powerful. And we see him in that room with those things going up and down. So this is good stuff. And yeah, I, for me personally, I think that all the ideas were there that just weren't executed or written well enough. I read you. Do you think it was too many then? Do no, you think th- it was a bit? No, I yeah. thought it was really good. I thought, um, yeah, I thought they could. Uh, I thought it was perfect. You know, that sort of three elements going on. Three's a, yeah. sort of a, a good number. It's like a, you know, well trodden path. You know, you've got multiple mm-hmm. stuff going on. It's easily doable. It, it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's just average. Just average TV. It turns out to be uh, the, the word. I, the word I used when someone, the the first person who, who texted me after that, not text, messaged me after this um episode, they said, "What did you think?" The first word I used was, "Oh, it's just gone out of my brain." That was a lackluster, lackluster episode. Okay. Yep. Lackluster. That's the word I'd use for it. It just sort of trod along. You know, like you said, it never reached any other gear or took the stakes up high or anything. Yes. Lackluster is the is the word I'd use for it. Right. Because like you said, yeah. great, some great ideas, really yeah. nice ideas. Yeah. Yeah. If you think about back to some of the uh, the other finales, they just blow your socks off. You think back to, um, like I said, 
End of Time, Stolen Earth. So you know they they those series finales they just yeah cracking. And that's the thing. I went into this. I had a, a feeling it was going to be a low key finale. I'm I'm absolutely sure Chibbers wanted that. Yes. It so like I went it. into yeah. it expecting it. So I didn't even go into this expecting some big finale like we've had before. I didn't even go in with those expectations, if you know what I mean. Because I thought, no, it's not going to be like that. Um, so to to come out as disappointed with it as I was, I think just says it all really. Do you know what I mean? I, I went into it with quite low expectations to begin with. So it's not that like I went into it thinking, oh, wow, Dot 2 Finals tonight, this is going to be epic. Because I just, I never thought it was going to be, you know? Yeah. Okay. What did you think to uh, the Doctor's sort of chopping and changing of her rules t- to suit the story? Uh, what, in terms of using <laughs> weapons and stuff? Weapons and grenades and all that. Like she's been so anti-weapons and then all of yeah. a sudden it's like, here, take this gun, take this grenade, go and do your thing. You know, because when she sends Ryan and or Graham off, whatever, I can't, did they team up by themselves or the Doctor? I can't remember. She sends them off. And Yaz mm. wants to go with the doctor, that's right. So when she sends them off, she sends them off with weapons. And she doesn't say to them, apart from Graham, that little chat where about Tim Shaw, where she says, like, you know, you're better than that and all the rest of it and don't kill him. Uh, otherwise, she just sends them off. Because you've got those robots walking around, haven't you? With um, Oh, yeah, they're back. The, snipe, the, the most useless sniper bots in the universe are back. Are they, I don't think they're the same robots, are they? I thought they were. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Wrong on that. Um, yeah. But anyway, she sends them off with guns and grenades. It's like, what are you doing? You've, you've, you've told us all series that you, you don't do that. You know, weapons yeah, are bad. Even Ryan made that comment, didn't he? He said, oh, I thought you didn't, you know, endorse stuff like that. And she's like, ah, well, <laughs> here's a grenade. Yeah. Weapons, <laughs> so, weapons are okay for non-lethal. Weapons are okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, and then she says that, oh, my rules always change. It's, yeah. come on, chibbers. Come on. Yeah, just too convenient. I think there would have there would have been a scene really, or should have been a scene with her talking to Ryan as well, just taking him to the side and saying, "Look, you're going off with Graham, but keep an eye on him, you know, because yeah, he's yeah. he's, you know, it's getting to him, and this is, you know, he's gonna take his revenge. So maybe just keeping an eye on him. But we didn't. Yeah, she didn't do that, or at least she didn't do it on screen. But I think she would have done, don't you? After Ryan, after yeah. Graham said to her, "I'm gonna kill him." Yeah, yeah. She might have said to. To Ryan, Ooh, keep an eye on him. <laughs> he's, he's got revenge in his eyes, his yeah. heart. Yeah. yeah. Oh dear. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about some characters, mate, because otherwise yeah. we're going to get bogged down in. Yeah. Negative. I'm afraid I don't. I know if listeners, I do. If, I, if you're waiting for positive stuff, I'm afraid I really don't have a lot. Apart from the the episode looked nice, so <laughs> let's did. get on to yeah. some characters. <laughs> There's a couple of positive little things for characters. Um, so, yeah. what did you think to? Um, the the yucks then, which was um, Um Sang, I think was it Um Sang Um Sang and Delph, mm-hmm. no and we and and Dino and who was it and and Dino and Delph, I don't know I, I don't know what their names were yeah. uh, again I'm sorry I don't, don't, didn't the, the care yucks. enough to take note and uh, yeah no I like I did like the characters though um, one of them reminded me of Penelope Wilton. Who played um, <laughs> Harriet Jones? I really thought when she first appeared on screen at the beginning, I was like, "Is that no?" But it wasn't, obviously. But it's not just me, is it? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Just, just looked a little bit like her with her hair back. Yeah. Um, I, 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 as I said earlier, I did like the characters, and um, I thought both those people gave good performances as well. I, you know, it was kind of it reminded me of sort of typical Doctor Who 
characters and acting and stuff. And I, I liked it. I thought they were both good and uh, nice little creation. Love all the stuff at the beginning with the rocks. And you're just intrigued by them straight away, I thought. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah they, they get a thumbs up from me, both those guys. Yeah, I thought they were great characters, really. Yeah, so I think I've got that right. So Delph, that was the guy played by Purcell Ascot. And then you had right. Andino played by Phyllis Logan. So okay. I, yeah, so that, I thought they those two had so much sort potential. of story potential. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to see more of those. They maybe they'll come back. I don't know, but they just seem like really big, epically powerful people <laughs> in yeah. the universe. You could do a lot more in terms of story oh. with those guys. But and I like the big circuit board thing that he was plugged into. I thought that looked visually good. Yes, that was awesome. Mm. Yes. So no complaints about those guys. No. Uh, what did you think to? Um, uh, as a character here called Umsang, who, who was that? That was who was Umsang? Oh, she was the one who got killed off. She, we only saw her for a split second. She was at the, the one that Tim Shaw yeah. kills off, I assume. Yeah, one of um, Power Tracker's crew. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, the crew member. She yeah. only got to do a scream. I think. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, but what, convincingly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did you think to uh, Power Tracker and Mark Addy? Because he's a great actor. He's been in so he many is a good things. Actor. Yeah. I thought yeah. he was good in this. You know, I thought he had that. He played that really sort of scared, no idea what's going on mm. sort of thing really well. And then when he does get his memories back, when the doctor gives him one of those, whatever they called, things they put on his head, yeah, um, he sort of clears his mind up. But he never, he he never relaxes into uh, like everything's okay now. He it felt like mm. his performance was good in a way that you know everything was a potential threat. You know, and no, nothing safe until I'm on a ship and out out of dodge, sort of thing. Yeah. So I I, li I really liked his performance, but again, he was just I felt he was a bit underused. I thought. Yeah, I I would agree. Yeah, because I liked him as well. Definitely a bit of untapped potential there, but uh, yeah, underused. Really, I'd, I absolutely agree. Yeah. I'd like to have seen him involved in the in the final bit, the the big bit at the end, and I'd like to see him. Well, personally, I'd like to have seen him have a bit of a showdown with um, Tim Shaw. Mm. and then Ryan and Graham got involved at some point or helping out with the big, you know, wiring up thing at the end to sort the planets out. I thought he could have stuck around, but no, he was just walks around for a bit, saves a few people and then off he went, you know? Yeah, uh, it, it definitely would have been good to see him got stuck in a bit more because he, yeah, he had the potential, like he was obviously a good shot, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah, I, I just, I think underused is, is just what the word I would use. Yeah, I'm talking about a proper fist fight, by the way, with Tim right, Shaw. Right, yeah, proper. Like a proper throwing a few shots. Fighting on a gantry sort of fight. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. obviously he's very, very upset that his crew or some of his crew have been killed by Tim Shaw. Mm. So he should have just dished out a few slaps and see how he got on and then Graham and Ryan could have saved him Yeah. while taking earlier. Anyway. That would, would have been good. His performance was good. Mm. Uh, what about... Um, let's talk about Yaz then. Do you think Yaz got up to much this episode? <laughs> no, she didn't, did she? Again, <laughs> let's not beat around the bush. Paul, I, I do feel sorry for Mandip Gill, you know. I was thinking this when she sort of traipsing him back to the TARDIS. I was thinking, oh, do you know, it's such a shame because I, I think there is a good character there and I, I think she gives a good performance of what she's given. She just isn't given a lot. And so she gets nothing to do apart from listen to the Doctor explain everything in unbelievable in-depth detail yeah. that's just 
you know mind numbing um and she just has to stand there and listen to it week after week and i just i think it's such a shame do you know what mate it almost feels like she's just there as a bit of a uh a soundboard for the doctor yeah, to just... she's she's just there to yeah to hear all the exposition week after week yes it does feel a little bit like that yeah you know she just it feels like the doctor has been written to say a load of stuff who are we going to put there to listen to it and unfortunately it's been yaz for a few episodes now hasn't it it has yeah yeah um so again great performance from mandan gilp she just didn't i like her i just yeah, wanted great, to get some something to do so, yeah. yeah anyway <laughs> uh ryan ryan toasting cole like mandip girl another consistently good performance just actually i didn't mind ryan in this one i thought he was he, he didn't have a, a huge amount to do more than yaz um but yeah it just felt like it now that him and Graham have sort of become a little bit closer that we've seen from the last episode, mm. it feels like the the main crux of the story about Tim Shaw, even when they're fighting Tim Shaw and stuff, it still felt like he wasn't really there to do that. He was there more of a, uh, let's let's bring the emotional stuff a bit more with Graham. That's how I felt. I felt like, yes, Ryan was there with a weapon and stuff and he was there to take down... Tim Shaw potentially and stuff and he was quite cool but it just felt like his main purpose was to show us that he's getting closer still with Graham yeah yeah I know I know exactly what you mean yeah I really like Tozin Cole I think he gives a nice nice performance each week with what he's given but um yeah the the fist pump thing for me fell flat really okay. uh, unlike unlike last week where we got the nice granddad moment um it just I don't know just didn't have any impact at all it felt really sort of Forced. It's like it's the last episode, so we're going to do it, yay! Um, but I have liked that. I've loved the the sort of progression between Ryan and Graham over the series. That's one massive positive I've got. Is I've really liked their relationship and how it's changed and grown, and they bonded and stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I liked I liked Ryan this week. I, again, I always like him, but he's just yeah, he wasn't given a great deal. Yeah, oh, I really like Tosin, Carl. Uh, yeah. Yeah, one thing that's really cool with Tosin and Mandip is that they've been consistently playing their characters well, regardless mm. of how much they've got or not got to do. Mm. They have been really cool. Because you you just, you just love those characters. The characters I think he's likeable, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, he's a likeable yeah. character, yeah. And that's down to those guys and their acting. It's very They're really, really good. It's just, um, yeah... Did you? What did you think of him? Because he does tell Bradley that he loves him this week. And Brad is like, uh, sorry, Graham. I keep calling him Bradley. Uh, Graham. And he's like, what did you say? And he's like, don't make me say it again. Yeah, I like that little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. To, to be fair, I've really liked him and Graham in the in this one and the last one. I I do think that it, it's a natural progression because they've mm -hmm. they've you know travelled with the Doctor now and they've accomplished a lot of stuff and they've seen epic stuff. You know, it's it feels kind of right that now at the end of this series they've sort of come together a bit more. Yeah, especially definitely. as especially as Ryan has witnessed Graham's. Uh, what's the what's the way right way to describe this? He's he's seen Graham in a way that confirms how his nan felt about him. 
if that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, that's you know. it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, you know? I like that, yeah. So, and that's been really nice to see. And like I said, that, and like you said, sorry, the fist pump thing was a little bit like, okay, yeah. a bit Last of a cheese episode, moment. We've, just we've for, done yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, I love it. And let's talk about um, Bradley Walsh, actually, because I really, really liked him in this one. Because to give Chibbers his credit, he did write Graham's character to have a slightly different vibe this week. Yeah. Normally, he's the happy-go-lucky, let's just go along with it, yep, I'm happy to save people, hello, cockle, you know, all that stuff. Oh, I love all that, yeah. You know, he, he's been happy enough to support and go along with it and be, uh, not not even play up to, like, the oldest person in the TARDIS team. I think, if anything, he's, you know, he's shown, you know, as much energy and humour as the rest of them. But I think in this one, I like the fact that as soon as he hears Tim Shaw's voice at the beginning, Mm. His face changes, and he's he's on it. You yeah. know, and, and he's got grace in the back of his mind because of last week as well, which sort of mm. kicked him in the guts a little bit. Yeah, he's got grace on his mind, and even just flat out, there's no beating around the bush with Graham. He, he just says to the doctor flat out, "Look, if I see him, I'm going to kill him." Yeah, and I I do like the fact he tells the doctor. He's yeah. not sort of yeah. boiling it inside, thinking, "Right, I'm going to do this upon the doctor's back." It, it's a uh, is again, it's, it is what the character of Graham would do. He's such a decent bloke that he just says to the Doctor, look, you know, yeah, appreciate yeah. everything you've done, but I'm telling you now, <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, I, do, I mean, Bradley's delivered week after week. He, he's absolutely superb. Um, brilliant character. Uh, give Chibnall the credit as well. A really nice, nicely written character every week. Brilliantly performed by Bradley Walsh. Yeah. And he was great really this good. week, and it was nice to see him switch a little. I kind of wish they'd gone with it a bit more, um, but yeah, it was a yeah, just a, again a great performance from Bradley Walsh. I think he's stolen the show quietly. He has absolutely, he really, has. yeah, 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 no doubt about that in my mind. Yeah, it's um, and what what a surprise as well. It, it's a mm. it's a really similar vibe that everyone had with Donna. Do you remember when? Catherine Tate was announced and people thought, yeah. oh, you know, comedic actor, you know, it's probably going to be. I thought he was going to be more over the top because of seeing him, having seen him in uh, TV interviews, he is quite a cheeky chappy and he's quite excitable sometimes mm-hmm. in interviews, like on the chase and stuff, he's obviously tones it down, but in interviews he can be sort of quite, Hey, everything's, you know, he's, you know, yeah. Um, and I was worried he was going to be a bit like that as his character, but my word, has he really toned his performance and got sure. it? Yeah. You know, he's, he's he's handled the comedy brilliantly. He's handled the serious stuff brilliantly. Um, I I just think he's pitched his performance absolutely bang on every every week. There's been no moment when I've been like, oh dear me, that was a <laughs> bit cringe, or or oh that was a bit over the top, or or oh we could have played it more. That you know, I think he's just been consistently brilliant actually yeah and you know he's had me he graham as a bradley walsh's performance has had me in tears and has had me in tears of laughter throughout this series there's been a couple Mm. of episodes where i've literally cried at at bradley walsh's performance in a good way (laughs) in a good way yeah he's that good and there are other times where i've cried just because i'm laughing so much like this one his diehard line was genius oh yeah yeah. I've never, I've not laughed uh, watching Doctor Who in so long that hard. On the second watch, I had to pause it because I was laughing. So it was just such a, 
I can't, it was just such a random thing for him to say. You know, it was just in that little moment, he was just like loving life. You know, he's got, yeah. he's, he's got his gun, his grenade, he's ready to go. He's got the trap set up. He's just loving it. And know. I'll tell you what we've needed, we've needed is humor in this oh, series course, because yeah. one thing that's yeah. been really missing from series 11 for me is that fun that Moffat brought to the series. I mean, I'm not bigging up Moffat in any way or being like, Oh, I wish Moffat, <laughs> but Moffat did bring fun to the show at times. And I think that's been sadly missing from series 11, the sort of sharp wittiness. Um, it's been pretty sort of bland for one of a better word overall, but Bradley Walsh has really helped shine through all of that. You know what I mean? He's brought these lovely little moments that have made the series so much more watchable because of him. He's, been the fun element as well as the emotional element to the series indeed yeah couldn't agree more mate yeah mm. yeah uh jody jody then yeah i'll yeah I'll, I'll say it again i think she's very very good she is very good um but i think in this episode more than i think this episode and episode one but especially this one was definitely her platform and her stage to really absolutely go for it. it. You know, as the finale, this this was her time to close out the series on an absolute banger and to really have the stage to herself and have one of those epic speeches or an epic little moment, whatever you want to do. Mm. And there was nothing. No. Nope. Nothing at all. It was, and I think that goes back to what we were saying that this could have slotted into this series anywhere because we yeah. didn't have that big, massive, huge build up at the end, and then she just smashes it. Mm. It just felt like a normal conclusion. Don't get me wrong; it was, it was good. It was, it was. It just didn't feel like that big finale conclusion. You know, it just felt like, oh yeah, she's done it again. It's cool. All good. And then yeah. bye bye. It felt like it just, it honestly feels like next week we're just going to get another. I know we're not, but it just feels like next week we're just going to get another episode. And I mean, how many times can we say, oh, hopefully she'll be better next week? I've given her to the end of the series. And whereas Bradley Walsh has been consistently brilliant every week, uh, that Jodie has been consistently average every week. She's had little moments where she shined and shown what she could have done. Um, I know I've put a lot of it down to the writing. I still think a lot of it is the way she's written. I don't like the way they've written the 13th Doctor overall. But I'm also, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I don't think Jodie's stepped up in terms of the acting either. You know, uh, there's been, as I said, moments of greatness. I love her speech um, at the end of last week's episode. It takes you away. Even, you know, I mean, she actually acted better when she was with the frog than she has in a lot of the series. I was watching it again the other night and I was thinking, she's given a lovely performance here where she's saying, you really can't keep me. I've got to go. I think this is great stuff. You know, Jodie's acting her chops off here. I like this. But we that that standard of acting and, and the, the script has been so far and fleeting, this series from her yeah, and yeah. Chivers, that she just hasn't hit the head, uh, hasn't hit the nail on the head for me as the Doctor. Um, I said to you, uh, episode one, I like her. I hope by series 11, by the end of series 11, I love her. Right. I don't. You don't. Right. It's as simple as that. If anything, I'm sort of almost on the verge of being annoyed by her. Oh, and, really? And, really? and also, yeah, yeah. And the way Chibnall's written her, I just am not on board with her doctor at all. And 
I want to be like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> I mean, if anybody thinks that I'm down on the 13th Doctor, you go up and have a look in my room upstairs and see how much blimmin' do- 13th Doctor merch I've got. I want to love this Doctor like you wouldn't believe, and I don't. And it, it's it's just, it's almost heartbreaking because this is a show I absolutely love. Of, of course, but, yeah. But yeah. for me, she yeah. is not hitting, she's not hitting the mark as the Doctor at all. And she didn't do it this week. And like you said, if there was one week you wanted to really up their stakes and mm-hmm. go up a gear and become the Doctor, it's the finale. Of course. Yeah, that's what we were hoping for. It could, it, like yeah. you said, it could have been this could have been any episode. It feels as if she's just drifting through the show week after week. Silly mannerisms, stupid dialogue. Um, yeah, it's it's heartbreaking for me, mate. Honestly, it's one of our we I love the Prog to Who podcast. And uh, Mark and Bob, who are part of that podcast, have said they've really fallen out of love with the show. Something that does get said quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I have never thought I would say that ever. I thought no matter how bad the show gets, <laughs> even through some of the rubbish Matt Smith stories, I always loved Matt. You know, mm-hmm. I could never see myself falling out of love with the show. I have can now really sadly have to say I feel part of that group. I don't love it anymore. I mean, I've just been told it's not coming back for a year and I don't care. And I think I don't care about this doctor. You know, I don't care about the 13th doctor. She's just so bland. And um, it's heartbreaking, mate. I don't want to feel like this. I wanted to get to the end of series 11 and love it. I wanted to love her doctor and I don't. I totally read you, mate. There have been times in this series when I felt the same. I thought, I haven't fallen out of love with it, but I felt like if this carries on as it's going, then I could sort of slip down that that road, you know, that slippery road. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell you what, mate, I, I agree with you. I felt like it a couple of times throughout the series. I, I don't feel quite like that at the moment. I don't, I don't feel like I've fallen out of love with the show. I just feel like... I just feel like... Series eleven on the. I mean, we'll talk about this next week. But I think mm. you know, it's just it's felt like a bit of a missed opportunity in a lot of places. And I think this episode highlights why that why I feel that way. Because when you've got great actors like Mark Addy, you've got mm. really amazing characters that have been created like the Ux and these big epic storylines like planets being taken out of their solar systems you know those are all really good stuff you can tap into and great mm. stories and Jody could have really ramped up you know but it's just all fallen a little bit flat <laughs> you know so I complete, I completely agree with you mate and there's been so many people saying the same thing but you know on the flip of the coin there's been a lot of people saying that they love it more than ever you know and they think yeah. that it's amazing so and it, it probably sounds very dramatic me saying that, and I'm just gonna—I'm not gonna go on, but I'll just quickly <laughs> sum up. It probably sounds very dramatic. Oh, I've fallen out of love with the show. But what I mean by that, and I'm not trying to be dramatic. What I mean by that is, I don't feel the Doctor is there anymore. You know, she's there, but it's a pale imitation of the Doctor. Right. And that's not what I wanted to be saying at the end of Series Eleven. I wanted to be saying, Blimenek, I love Jodie. She's in my top three. You know. Like I did with Matt Smith after series five, I was like, I love him. He's, you know, he's, he's absolutely up there. as one of my favorite doctors. He's brilliant. I wanted to be saying that about Jodie. She is so far from my favorite doctor at the minute. It's unbelievable. Um, and yeah, 
that's what I mean. When I say I've fallen out of love with show, that's what I mean. I don't feel like, where, where's the Doctor? Where's my enthusiasm for the next series with? Yeah, I can't wait yeah. to see Jodie's Doctor again on my screen. It's not there. So, sorry, I'll read I'm not being dramatic. It's just how I feel. No, no, yeah, I think it's just no. the Doctor is not there for me at the minute. No, I think our listeners will know us well enough by now. You know, yeah. we're, we're never ones for like, you know, amateur dramatics and all that stuff. We'd never <laughs> well, say, we'd, I, our listeners know you and us well enough now that you wouldn't say that just because, you know, for effect. No, it's because, just how I feel. Yeah, exactly. It's absolutely yeah, how yeah. I feel. Well, let's hope that Series 12, this big time, this big gap of a year they've got before they, well, uh, well, I don't know when production's going to start, but if they've delayed it that long, hopefully, like you said earlier, they can look at a lot of the fan reactions and feedback and correct a few things and... I just need Jodie to settle into her role, man. She yeah. can't keep pulling the same silly, gawpy faces and coming out the same silly, nonsensical dialogue. Of, oh, I think I invented Wellingtons. You just tone it down, <laughs> find your doctor, and, and, and you know, bring some gravitas to the performance, yes. please. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? I'm, I'm done. No, no. <laughs> I was going to say, is there anything else you want to mention about Jodie before no. we move on? Uh, I'll tell you what, I will say one plus. I better put a plus cool, point cool, in there. Cool. Did like her end little bit of dialogue when she goes in the TARDIS and she says, travel, hopefully. And oh, nice that was moment. nice, actually. Yeah. That was a nice moment. Yeah. Let's have more of that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 So, so for me, I think I think Jodie was, um, like like for most of this series, really, I thought she was good. I thought her performance was good. She's just not there. She's not, not there as, you know, a... A great doctor at all no, just yet no. so i think she's got a little way to go but overall a good performance i thought still i just thought it was very average yeah right. she didn't do anything for me right uh, uh uh before we close off um mm. i do want to say though that once again and i've gushed over this whole series but um segan's music was brilliant especially in the first 15 minutes that whole build-up section where it was really suspenseful and his music was mm. in the background He's one thing that has been a shining star in series 11 is his soundtrack. That has been amazing. Yes, I've loved I've yeah. loved what he's done. I loved that he's tweaked like that end theme of the Punjab episode, just little touches like that. He's mm -hmm. instead of just coming up with bits of music that you can use in any episode, you know, like the doctor's theme dun, 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 which we had from Murray and stuff. Love Murray's music, but Segan's really looked at what the episode's about and how it should sound, and I think he's done a great job. Yes, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rightio. Uh, anything else? Sorry, before we get on to no, 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 mate. No, I think away. it's you to go first this week. <laughs> it is me to go first. Yes, yeah. uh, I am going to give this a five out of ten. A five out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've actually written down five out of ten as well. Um, I'm in a bit of conflict because I it's. I rated the Saranga Conundrum 4.5 and I'm sort of thinking, did I enjoy it more or less than that? Saranga. I, um, yeah. I sort of put them on par, both as being as, you know, the same sort of level. I'll, I suppose I'll stick with what I wrote on the pad, so I'll give it a five as well. Five it's as just well. a very middle yeah. of the road episode, yeah? It was, yeah. I mean, that's, I think, the overall feeling, isn't it? I wrote five, us. so I'll yeah. stick with that, yeah. Middle of the road, okay. Okay, what did our beautiful listeners think? Uh, yes. we, had a, we had a couple of audio reviews in, as usual, for this series. Thank you so much, guys. Let's kick off with The Hooniverse. Guys, I'm The Hooniverse, reviewing the Battle of Ranscor of Kalos. It didn't really feel like a finale, did it? It felt like we were just watching another episode. It felt like an episode 10, to be honest with you, you know, leading into a finale. 
characters are fine, as always. Jodie is brilliant. And it always felt like they were building up to her, like, big moment in this. You know, I'm the Doctor. Uh, but it doesn't happen. They keep conning us out of it. Uh, Ryan and Graham have an argument, which they should have had earlier on. You know, Graham being like, I'm going to kill him if I see him. He should be over this by now with the grieving process and the way the show has shown it. Uh, the Ux are fine, but they're godlike beings who need guns. They're pointless. Uh, Tim Shaw is fine. He's an interesting villain, but he's so undercut. And I'm not sure I like that. Uh, and the Earth scene where the red stuff's covering the Earth. There's no tension because we don't see Yaz's family or anything. So it's only two out of six for me. It's an okay episode. Which is something I really didn't want with a season finale. Ah. We hear you. We hear you, man. Mm. Uh, two out, two out of six. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think on Twitter when Roadside normally. Um, oh yeah, no, it's just because normally you view, view out of five or ten. I was just checking. I heard that right, but yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's carry on. This is our new uh, audio reviewer, um, uh, Bill from the US, uh, Time Lord zero nine zero two. Seasons greetings, Gary and Adam. This is Time Lord zero nine zero two with my season eleven finale review of the Tooth Fairy versus the Miscast Cosplayer. This did not feel like a finale at all, and I was bored throughout. Chibnall is so out of ideas that he had to raid the pirate planet for inspiration. The so-called Tooth God was taken down rather easily by Grandpa and his sidekick, the Grandson, and for this, we received the wonderful, gratuitous fist bump shot. The miscast cosplayer, who, was about, who is the doctor about as much as I am, continued to spout her nonsense, and her stupid facial expressions really made me want to take a hammer to the TV. I have watched this show for 42 years, and I've seen some really bad who, but this season is the worst ever. There is a rumor of a Dalek on the New Year's Day special, and I'm hoping that it exterminates everyone involved. But knowing Chibnall, it will just bore us all to death. So I give this episode 3 out of 10. The Naimon be praised. Cheers, guys. <laughs> How many Naimons have you seen today? Three. You said there was only one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, oh. I just got to come back to the. Um, I saw a few people bringing up this comparison to the pirate planet. Um, well, it's pretty much I, the same storyline, is it? Because it's so much. long since I've watched Pirate Planet, I can't yeah. even remember what it's like. So, yeah, okay, it's, it's the same story, is it? Well, it's a very similar storyline. Yeah. Oh right. Under, well, I don't really want to go back and watch it, but I might have to just to see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Let's just carry on with these audio reviews. Yeah, this is Sammy Satine from Down Under. Sammy! Hey, Gary and Adam. Sammy Satine here. So, the Battle of Ranscourt Av Kolos. What a fizzer! This is not like the other series finales of New Who, and I was disappointed. Tim Shaw came back. Not a surprise. The moments between Graham and Ryan were good. Graham is the highlight of Series 11. I hope the New Year's special is better. Very disappointed Series 12 is delayed and till 2020. I mentioned it to my non-Who fan mother and she was shocked and she thought it was ridiculous. So there you go. I give it four neural balances out of ten. See ya. A four. A four, yeah. I didn't think Sammy would be too impressed with this week's either. No. Uh, Let's see if we can get any more. Let's even get a positive one. Uh, This is Twitter user Rotide. Hello, Gary and Adam. This is Elliot, a.k.a. Rotide. And the finale to series 11, I really enjoyed it. I thought the plot was actually not weak, which is something that we have seen quite a lot during series 11. Which, don't get me wrong, I have enjoyed series 11, but there have been 
quite a few weak stories and and I'm glad that we actually had Tim Shaw return, which I didn't think I would be. Um, I thought he came back in a really good way. I thought the way that he tried to you know, get revenge on the Doctor by combining his knowledge and the Ugg's power was a, a brilliant idea. Uh, definite Star Wars undertones. Uh, overall, it, w it was really good. I, I loved it. There was some good build-up and then there was a good payoff. But the thing that stands out to me the most is Graham. He was phenomenal. He absolutely phenomenal. And, and so was Joda. I mean, the way that they were with each other was amazing. Overall, I'm going to give this episode a 9, nine out of 10. Well, 9 out of 10. Well, nice one. Really, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Rotide, actually. And, and yeah, any, I mean, anyone that's listening, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I am too, believe it or not. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Uh, let's jump over on Twitter. Let's do a few of those. First of all, our writer, Jordan Shortman, says, It was pretty enjoyable. Not a grand series finale, but pretty enjoyable. Plenty of running around, explosions and actions. The whole cast did a tremendous job. Not a lot of threat from Tim Shaw. Uh, but he is still one of the strongest villains that the series has had. Well, that's true. That's true. Luke East, disappointed that the returning character turned out to be Tim Shaw, uh, as predicted by pretty much everyone, uh, would have far preferred someone unexpected. Um, but he's still probably the strongest baddie we've seen this series. Graham and Ryan were the highlight for me. 6.5. 6.5. Okay, cheers, Luke. Yes. Uh, Chloe Anderson, I thought it was an okay watch, uh, but nothing special that implied it was the series finale. Uh, nice mm. to see Doctor and Graham have some real tension at last, uh, like previous Doctors have had with their companions, but I feel Tim Shaw needed more of a build-up. Uh, overall, a 6 out of 10. Okay. Uh, Brighter Moon, Neil, says, uh, I oh, enjoyed hi, it. Uh, it certainly wasn't a grandiose as past finales, uh, but it was a fitting end for the series. Still epic, though. Uh, to me, Series 11 has felt like it's always been about Graham and Ryan. Uh, the relationship coming full circle, uh, putting a nice ending on it, a 7 out of 10. 7. Cheers, Neil. Uh, Lewis Blackmore thought it was okay just okay average plot predictable but certainly not as mediocre as Chibnall's other entries in the series uh, as a single episode it was good but as a finale it was disappointing a 6.5 mm. Harry Brown it might be in a minority here but I absolutely loved it uh, cool. the Stenter were great once again and it had a grander scale than the rest of the series Jodie shines as the Doctor but Bradley Walsh absolutely stole the show best performance of all series bloody brilliant 10 out of 10 10 out of 10, my word. Nice one, Harry. Cool. Uh, Asmat Mahmood says, uh, as an episode, it was pretty good, but as a finale, uh, not good enough. Uh, Tim Shaw uh, was a lot better here, and Graham and Ryan were very good. Yaz did next to nothing. I've still not fallen in love with Jodie's Doctor. She has great moments, but they're continually undermined by silly, immature writing. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't have the authority or presence previous Doctors had. 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Uh Edward Gillooly. Uh, it was fine, uh, but much like most of the series. Uh, however, this plot... Uh, this, Hold on. It was fine, much like most of the series. <laughs> however, wasn't this the plot to the pirate planet? Oh, there you go. Uh, Stenza, look and sound good, but easily defeated. 6.5. Mm. Uh, any more tweets? Let's have a look. Let's have a looky. Uh, uh, I think that's it for Twitter. Uh, we actually we had a couple more, but I can't find them. Um, let's go over to Facebook. Um, Martin Vincent says, "Thinking about it." That's uh, why no, he goes on to say, first of all, where's Martin? Come here, Martin. Where are you?" He says, uh, "Awful." Uh, Tim Shaw is so forgettable. Everyone just refers to him by the joke name. Yeah, he started out as Predator, but for some reason he's now Thanos. 
He's the most feared, powerful villain in the universe. He can kill people by touch, but can be stopped by a retired bus driver injuring his foot. <laughs> Didn't even put up a fight. No, I know. He says, Yaz is there. Uh, no, Doctor, I'm coming with you. Of course you are. You exist only to have the Doctor speak exposition at you. Exactly. Would have made more sense to have Crasco return for this. His motivations for revenge would have rung more true than Tim Shaw. But Tim Shaw is the closest thing to a decent villain we've had. Then goes on to say, thinking about it, the episode has another flaw. The Doctor referencing Ghost Monument doesn't make any sense to the story. It doesn't serve any purpose but to tell the audience, haha, a reference. Yeah. If this was episode three, it would have been a great story. Hmm. Bang on, Martin. Uh, Jessica Leffelman says, it was a good episode, but as a finale, it could have been better. Love Graham in this. Uh, he has been my favourite all season. And I have loved watching his relationship with Ryan evolve over the season. Uh, plenty of suspense, but I don't think Tim Shaw was as threatening as he could have been. Uh, she goes on to give it an 8 out of 10. Miles McKenzie, strong episode, entertaining, although a bit predictable. Hmm. Cast was good, especially Bradley and Tosin, with some very good character development. Goes on to give it a 7. Seven. Dean Jones uh, as an episode in itself I thought it was decent uh, save for the comedic lines thought Jodie was great especially the confrontation with Graham uh, Graham and Ryan were as good as usual uh, the episode uh, looked and sounded great uh, he goes on to give it a 7 Alistair Watt uh, the entire season wasn't Doctor Who uh, but some other programme would people stick up for it I, I have a similar question I was saying in a chat the other day I was saying if this wasn't Doctor Who would I buy the Blu-ray? No. Do you true. know what I mean? If it was any other series, would I actually buy it? Probably not. Yeah, true. Uh, it goes on to say, this episode, like most of the other nine, was boring. Mm. Uh, the least who has to be is entertaining, whatever the production values, music directing, etc. Uh, it's not Jodie's fault, but the stories. How can you inherit a show with 55 years of history and refuse to connect with it, save for the odd reference, Chris Chibnall? Lunacy. Yeah. Uh, I get there are bigger things happening in the real world, but gripping Doctor Who stories would have great to have back uh, with the occasional old baddie and not the insipid foes we have had this year. Two out of ten. Insipid. I love that one. Yeah. Insipid foe. Uh, a rattle through some of these. Russ Hilton, what, what made this a good episode was the rest of the season was so meh. Uh, Lawrence Baxter, uh, 7.5. Martin Arnold, an 8. Jason Thayer, an 8. Ian Palmer, um, just read the review where they said the world in peril uh, part was almost seemingly thrown in to simply up the stakes and that the episode yeah. would have been better without that element uh, I have to agree that overall I really enjoyed this series and now feel the show reminds me of the gang in Fluffy Fifth's era <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, Joseph Howarth 6 Rick Moran uh, I think people seem disappointed with the episode purely because of its placement in the series if it wasn't the last of the series it would have been more popular the thing is, since Doctor Who came back in 05, the viewers have got used to the series building to a finale. Uh, this didn't happen this time around and was more like classic season. So when you look at the episode in that context, uh, you may appreciate it differently. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you yeah, got a point there. Yeah, I suppose. Um, Pete Adamson gave it a four. Zach Jenkins a six. Leslie Shergold um, says it could, uh, if it had been a mid-season, it would have been an okay episode, but as a finale, it was a huge disappointment. I've enjoyed this series no more or less than any other. Still worried there isn't enough for the kids. Hopefully the Daleks will sort that out in the new year. Mm. Um, Matt Searson, a five, and Daniel Hickey um, uh, says the episode was par, not nowhere near a season finale. We all knew Tim Shaw was coming back, which I couldn't get over. 
um, but he wasn't even a threat to deal with and easily uh, also hard to understand what he was saying. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that. I re- On the first watch, I really struggled to understand him. But I didn't know if that was just me getting old and going deaf. But I was like, what's he, what's he saying? Yeah. I had so, to really listen on the second watch. Yeah, yeah I sound like him today. Mm, you do a bit. <laughs> uh, the Yucks were great characters, but again, Chibs wrote the story a little flat. Uh, all in all, uh, due to story, uh, five really long story titles out of ten. Mm, yeah, silly titles as well. Yeah, it just says, Chibs, one more shot this year. Come on, impress us. Mm, do try, yeah. yeah. And uh, very lastly, in at the 11th hour, um, our good friend Beefy uh, sent hey. in his audio review. This is Beefy. Cool. Hey guys, Beef here and the Battle of Av Kalos. It wasn't good. This year has just been one episode of structures and this by any means was nowhere close to a finale. It wasn't even really passable as an episode. The plot was just atrocious. You've got millennial old monks who basically understand the TARDIS, but the first thing that falls out of the sky they take it as the new word of God. You need neural dampeners for the planet, um, which yeah, conveniently will come in handy later. And then by chance you need to have lock decoders when considering the Sonic has been used for pretty much everything else this year. You know, a, a empty battlefield that only a madman would walk through. So they just stroll through un, unconfronted to the front door. And then when you've got an army of robots, there's, you know, None to really be found, so you can run around as many empty corridors as you like. It's just a rehashed pirate planet um, and a villain reveal that's just lifted almost word for word from Stolen Earth. You know, it's a non-threatening villain and there's no real tension, to be honest with you. Um, you know, Tim Shaw will quite happily execute one of Paltraki's crew members, but is defeated when he's shot in the foot and falls on the floor and can't get up. And then you've got sniper robots who you dispatch when they kill each other in a comedy crossfire that's something like out of a Scooby-Doo episode. Doctor Who's made me feel a lot of things over the years. It's made me feel happy. It's made me feel sad. It's taught me life lessons. This is one of the few times that it's left me feeling frustrated and probably over the three times I watched it, even more angry by the time I got to the end of it. This show's got to be held to a higher account than this. It feels that so, I feel sometimes that we're making ourselves like it and accepting something that's mediocre because the rest of the content is not up to scratch. And that's not the way it should be. You know, for a show that's been around as long as this has done, it really needs to be held to a higher standard. I really struggled to come up with a review for this week and I had to do it just because something had to be said. I've got to give this three out of ten, guys. I'm sorry. See you later. So there you go. That's it. The Battle of Ranscourt Avcolos to round off Series Eleven before the New Year Day New Year's Day special. So, uh, overall, yeah. mate, I think you need to go and buy some chocolate, have a cup of tea, put some Blake Seven on or something. Oh yes, now that'll sort me out. Yeah, that'll sort you out. Yeah, mm. and you never know the New Year's Day one might be an epic, crazy, awesome, you know, thing. Yeah, I hope so. I really hope. Um, I hope it, you know, puts some spark back in me for the series you know i really need it yes. i tell you yeah. i really need something to get me back into it i think yes so mm. normally this is a point where i throw it back over to adam so he tells us what we're reviewing next week but just to reiterate as i said at the beginning there's no review next week it's just going to be an end of the year round out we're going to discuss basically the cool stuff the not so cool stuff that's happened throughout 2018 uh, some thoughts on series 11 as a whole 
and um, and then some Q and A. So we'll throw some stuff up on social media on Monday to fire your questions over. We'll do our best to answer those. And um, remember our competition. So I'm just going to give you that question again. We have two um, of the limited edition Blu-ray series 19 box sets to give away. The, the, the brand, brand new ones. They're all sealed and lovely, ready to go. Sent in from our friends at zoom.co.uk. And to win that, all you need to do is answer this question. Uh, why do the Daleks plan to send duplicates of the Dr. Tegan and Turlo to Gallifrey? So get your classic Who hat on. Go and watch a particular episode from the Fifth Doctor's era and send us your answers to that. You can send it straight away if you want on Twitter, Facebook, um, or email us, or there'll be a post going out on Monday um, for you to reply to that if you want to. And I think we'll close there, buddy, for 213. Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sticking with us and uh, listening to episode 213. As you might have gathered by now, we're looking for a little bit more from Doctor Who at the moment. So much more. <laughs> yeah, I think, Adam, Yeah, you either need yeah, some chocolate and some cup of tea or a stiff drink. Probably, um, yeah. Maybe both, both yeah. <laughs> maybe both. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Very quick reiteration, no review next week, Q&A, 2018 roundup, um, and then look out for the post for the competition as well. Uh, thank you all of you guys for sending in your audio clips, really, really cool, and for the rest of you to comment on Twitter and Facebook. Love it when you guys send us in your thoughts and reviews. It's um, We've got a really fantastic community around the podcast, so it's great when you guys uh, chip in and give us your thoughts. It sort of levels out the playing field, if you like, to give yeah. uh, Adam and I something else to... Um, to validate if you like our thoughts and stuff so love it when you guys do that head over to the website www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk you can listen to all of our previous episodes on there and it's got big big buttons to link off to the various podcast networks uh, so you can subscribe to the show so you don't miss one when it goes out every Friday uh, and the uh, main network is obviously iTunes if you're an iTunes listener if you could spare a minute for a review that would be awesome because that helps us out lots and lots and there's also buttons on there to go off to the various social networks. So we chat Doctor Who in the week. Uh, so follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, those things. And we can uh, engage. you can engage with the community and chat lots of Who. Also check out Adam's channel, The Geek's Handbag. Handbag. Yeah. Cool little unboxing this week. Like that one. Very cool. Yes, prompted yeah. me to order the black and white Titan TARDIS, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, so go to YouTube, search for The Geek's Handbag, give Adam a sub and a like and all that. Lot. Loads of cool videos there. And he's also on all the usual social network stuff and the same name, The Geek's Handbag. Indeedy. Indeedy. So next week will be the last show of the year. Mm. And then we're off for two weeks after that. Uh, so looking forward to chewing the fat on series uh, 11 as a whole. And, yeah. And Chibbers and Jody and some highlights from the year and so on and so forth. So uh, we will see you next week. Until then, my name is Gary. My name's Adam. And remember. Hey. 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 Hey.